on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. The Undynamic Duo will finally be back together to talk all things relevant Star Wars, starting with a detailed breakdown of the rather excellent finale part one episode for The Bad Batch. They'll then make some bad guesses about the season one finale episode airing this week, and they'll also let you know how they feel about the show getting a second season. After Bad Batch time, the dudes have a Kenobi series exclusive for you, regarding Kumal Nanjiani's character. Upcoming Star Wars games will get some time on the show too, as well as the latest round of the new high-end figures from Hot Toys and Sideshow Collectibles. The show will end with fan question of the week responses and this week's edition of the Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features. Punch it, Chewie! everybody guess who's back that's right it is a star wars time show and while i am here and nick is here none of you other slackers are here as we can see in the live stream (laughs) i mean we never give anyone notice when we're doing this shit we have we did miss last week because i was kind of out taking some personal time so i get it and you know our fans in general they're like us they're lazy assholes they don't really uh uh, we're not uh, appointment listening or appointment live streaming for many of you which is which is fine and it's usually because of me. I get it. I'm trying my best to become a better broadcaster for those of you that hate my guts and have since left the Star Wars <laughs> time show. Um, but we're back. We're playing to an audience of no one, which is fine. It's kind of like the old days, right, Nick? I mean, yeah, we, we used to just talk you and me and no one would, would be in the room listening. And that, that's kind of where we're at right now. Did you I, tell I'd these assholes did. on? I just, did you, did you, I just uh, put something up on the IG so they should people should see it shortly but i I rather that i would rather just talk to you i don't you know when you got fans then you got people that complain and then they want stuff and then they want us to make hats and don't buy them and then that was one of the biggest mistakes we've ever made right (laughs) the hats doing the hats (laughs) hey we sold some there are still some available if you wear a size small to medium in hats you can go to starwarstime.net and pick up a, a, an official Star Wars Time yeah. logo hat. Hopefully, hopefully the store still works because <laughs> there's been so many WooCommerce updates since it did function. <laughs> and I haven't tested shit because I'm like, no one's buying these stupid hats anymore. So who cares if the store works or not? So I've, I've just randomly cowboy style been uploading WordPress plugins <laughs> for our store. So who knows if it even functions? But he's right. There's hey, there, we got there. we got one guy. Yeah, Klondike, welcome to the, welcome Klondike's to the party, here. pal. Klondike, uh, that's all we need. Don't don't mind the tumbleweeds fly, <laughs> uh, flowing through the streaming room right there because it is dead. But hey, but it doesn't matter. We 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 got some stuff to talk about. I'm happy to be back. I um I never like not doing the show with Nick for too long, and you know it, it, we weren't supposed to have a two week break of us not doing the two man Star Wars time show. Uh, but we all know the saga of Nick's new home purchase. Uh, so the the week that I was here, right before I took my break, we interviewed, or I interviewed Visual Pro, Sean. It was, it was yeah. a good talk. But the reason Nick couldn't join us is because he was he was coming back, or he was dealing with 
the floor saga that he brought up a few weeks ago on the show. And it was just, it was super loud in his workspace. And uh, I believe it still has not been resolved, right? I mean, they they fucked up your toilets and all that stuff. Like the toilets don't sit right. Yeah, so one of our our toilet downstairs, we're going to have the, you know, one of the guys come out and look at it because basically they cut the floor too short. So the toilet is like, mounted but there's still like a just a big gap in the floor where there's no floor right before the toilet oh my god so they're gonna have to basically from what we've heard they're gonna have to take up the toilet again take out the sink again and then kind of i don't know if they're gonna have to fully redo that bathroom or just try to like fill in i mean are you guys ready to sell your house yet at this point like i mean go back to renting uh, at this point it's it's one of those things where it's like we we're getting so close to like having the house exactly how we wanted it for so long <laughs> that it's like it's like we're right yeah, there. Yeah, might as well just ride it out, close. right? And then we're just riding it out. House prices in Austin, Texas, have gone up so much that we've made so much money by just that's what I mean. You, you might as well just just, just sell, sell this money pit now because aren't you? <laughs> isn't the warranty over? So yeah, the warranty's over. Luckily, we're we've become very chummy with the uh, the warranty master over here in our community. So I can still you know poke him a little bit every now and then to get stuff fixed. <laughs> Wait, for I free. mean, he's probably going to be invited to Christmas dinner with how much time you've spent I've, on the phone with this I, guy, right? I've told him. Well, like he like comes by the house and stuff too to like look at all the issues. And I've told him, <laughs> I was like, what Dude, I mean, he's like he's going to be been, a family friend. Yeah, I've like I'm like Greg, you've been over here to our house more than anybody that we know like any of our friends any of our family like you've been in our house more than any of them like, well, buddy i can tell you it doesn't get any better with age because i i returned home from our our trip and i come down to the basement and it had a a must smell oh that no when it mixes with the cat room it just ends up smelling like cat piss so i'm like uh oh i know what this means and and, and sure enough we are the basement still leaking Oh no! And it's leaking on one of the one of the the walls over there, so it's probably a fucking foundation problem, which is probably going to be twenty thousand dollars. And it's just, dude, it's like I said. I mean, it's just every year I've owned a home, I've had to pay for something or fix something or have my wife fix something because I'm not really that manly <laughs> uh, in this house. And and I've you know I've owned a home since two thousand nine. It's just it's never ending. It's never ending now we have to replace the deck and then she wants a patio and maybe a pool and the (laughs) the roof is leaking and the basement's leaking so i hope i hope this last round gets you there but just to you know kind of burst your bubble it 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 never ends that's what i remember ownership outside of what we're dealing with right now where yeah you people have made some cash if they just if they decide to sell in this crazy market but outside of that, all the adults in our lives lied to us. It's a fucking nightmare <laughs> to own a house. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that that's one thing you told me that has that has rung true is that like if you like once you own a home, just like set aside X amount of money every year to like pay for all the shit that goes wrong with it. Yeah. Luckily, we haven't had to pay for it yet because we're under warranty. But I can already see that you know once the warranty is truly hey. over and they stop doing stuff for us for free then we're <laughs> yeah you you know Obviously. it's going to happen it, it's like murphy's law as soon yeah. as that shit ends or runs out the big the the, the huge stuff is going to like one of your fucking main walls will just fall over like, yeah so just be sitting there and a fucking <laughs> wall will tip over like, something bad will happen Ugh. guarantee but yeah like all right so that's the the floor still going on 
but hopefully it won't be much longer <laughs> Dude, until it's, it's uh, all over. I don't I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you just have to with with your saga over Dude, this past year or so. And for people We've all had <laughs> Like we've all had crazy 2020s and even 2021s, but, but Nick's starting from the end of 19 has been pretty much nothing but a shit show. Yeah. It's been, it's been pretty fucking crazy job, losing jobs, losing jobs. You're supposed to get cause of COVID. Yeah. Just not getting new jobs, not working, moving in a new house that breaks down every other week. Yeah. It's been wild. And for those of you who don't know, like, Having people in your house, like having people in your house for a week straight is the most exhausting thing ever. It sucks. It's like, it's not, I'm telling you, man, owning a house outside of the tax shit and the potential to make money blows because of, oh, hey, you got a house. Let's come over and hang it. You, you don't want to hang out with people for that long. I don't care if they're friends or family. Yeah. I mean, I, I had my family here for July 4th and within two days, I'm like, okay, let's Y'all, stop get the this fuck. shit. <laughs> all right. I'm pretty sure I have COVID. I need to get on the quarantine. Let's stop. Yeah. Time for y'all <laughs> to get the hell out. But yeah, I mean, I'm such a happy person. At least for the last like week or so, we have, we've been alone in our, in our home for a while. All of our facilities are functional. They may not be at the optimum Good. level of function, but they're functional. So we've yeah. been able to I mean, just... as long as you, you two aren't like shitting in a hole or something. Yeah, that, no, that, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. That's good. We're, we're, we're good. That's good. So, <laughs> uh, but Hey man, you know, me and Matt are back talking star Wars. It's like, like we were saying, it's been like three weeks since we've had like a full on regular, just the bros show. It's been a while. I, I, and I missed it. And you know, that's why I did that little, I had the with War Mantle, and I knew it. I knew an episode titled War Mantle was going to require my my narcissistic Star Wars OCD takes. Uh, and then finale part one, we'll we'll get into talking about that. That just continued the excellent uh, final run of the Bad Batch. I know some people have been down on the series, but shit. Uh, 14, 15, 16 may go down as some of the best animated uh, Star Wars. Just everything design atmosphere storytelling dialogue music yep uh, but we'll get into that a, a few other things i've just been thinking about since i've been gone nick um not fully star wars related really not star wars related at all but i i, I have to say that and i've been sending this to nick and our dms and slack and i've seen i've seen the special on netflix or whatnot but i am thoroughly addicted to Bo Burnham's inside soundtrack. I listen to it every day on vacation. It was the vacation. You know how (laughs) when you go on a vacation, especially to the beach, you typically find like a theme CD or a theme playlist. For me, it was inside, even though it's probably not the best to play around the five-year-old because there's some, you know, swearing. There's the smelling like shit song, which was one of her favorites, but she still (laughs) looks at me like, I mean, Nick, she's, she's, Starts kindergarten fucking Friday, all right? Oh, so no. she's fully formed. Yeah. And she looks at me like little kids do when they hear that stuff like, this is funny, but I know I probably shouldn't be looking at this. So why are you letting me listen to this, <laughs> dad? Like, why yeah. are you such a bad influence on me, dad? Daddy, this is uh, bad words. <laughs> it's just, I, it's not, I don't know. I, I encourage anyone, if you haven't seen the special, watch it. And you're mm-hmm. probably going to be watching it going, why the fuck did he tell me to watch this? This is really odd, but I feel like I'm watching something special. And and I at this point in time, I have come to the conclusion that what Bo Burnham did with Inside 
it's a masterpiece. Yeah. It is a one man content creation masterpiece. Uh, you watch this guy, you listen to this guy lose his mind over a year, questioning who he is as a white man, as a comedian, uh, the pandemic stuff, dealing with moms on FaceTime, white women on Instagram. <laughs> it's fan fucking tastic. And it's like right now I, I'm I'm hearing the song comedy in my head. Healing the world through comedy. It's just <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm going to stop there, go watch it first if you haven't seen it, and then cue up the soundtrack on Spotify or whatever streaming audio platform you subscribe to. Yeah. It's just, you're, you're going to laugh, you're going to sit there and, and think about what he's saying, because even though he, I don't want to compare him to like an Adam Sandler comedy singer, but that's, I guess, what Bo does. I never knew who Bo was before Inside. I, yeah. He's like one of the first YouTube stars that, that went viral for you know, probably singing slightly mean or racist shit. Yeah, I was gonna say his like family. his old stuff. Like if you <laughs> on, only watch Inside, because if you go back, he has a couple other comedy specials on Netflix. Those other ones are a little rough. You know, it's well, it's very it, yeah. But Nick, in in Inside, I think that's what he is. He, yeah, he's trying to tell us. He's like he's like a white man doing this and. Can I actually heal the world through comedy? Was I doing the right thing as a white man? Was I part yeah. of I, I know some of you get really crazy when we talk about race and stuff. It's like, just grow up and it's all poignant stuff to listen to. And I don't know. I just, it, it's a fucking masterpiece and it's a, it's a comedic album. It, it makes no sense. But if you think about what we all went through during the pandemic, which by the way, is essentially back in full at this point in time, just in case you've. Uh, you know, kept your head in the sand like an ostrich, but it's it's fully fucked. I just read an article today that Nixon like Shitsville in Austin. I guess like the the hospital situation down there is beyond There's, dire. I've only so it's probably a good thing yeah. him and Taylor just just are staying home right now fixing their house because yeah. otherwise they'd probably get Delta. My my fucking brother in law got Delta right before uh, I saw him. He's vaccinated from from you fuckface selfish cunts out there that won't wear a mask even though you're unvaccinated around vaccinated people um but anyways inside it's just it's crazy and and as connor's saying in the chat it's even the special is that's why i say you got to watch the special first because you've you've got to realize that it's one dude in a small home apartment probably out in la Yep. That does everything. Writes the songs, films it, films the scenes. Script. I, it's 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 just brilliant to me. It was. Uh, but I've really latched onto the soundtrack, and it, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. I mean, it's it's good music, funny lyrics, and sometimes lyrics that will kind of make you think. So there you go. There's inside the other thing I want to leave you with before we actually get into Star Wars talk on the Star Wars Time Show is a, a rather excellent documentary uh, or yeah documentary I've been watching on HBO Max called The 100 Foot Wave. And Nick, the only reason I got into this, I don't fucking surf. Sure I love the ocean. I love swimming in the, in the ocean, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But on just when I was on my trip, sitting in a hotel, flicked it on and just got hooked cuz it's about a big wave surfer named um Grant McNamara or something like that. Okay, and the the dude like is surfing eighty foot. It's just fucking mind boggling to see 
what these guys do, their philosophies on life and, and all that stuff. And I, I'm, I'm hooked. I guess it's a it's a live series right now. I think four episodes are in the can with new ones coming on Sundays or when, whenever HBO drops their their series stuff. So, OK, that's kind of what I've been getting into. Not a lot of games these days. I've taken a break from that. Clearly, I've retired from toy photography. Uh, so I basically just listen to Inside <laughs> and uh, th- think about life as a yeah. white man. <laughs> Spe- speculative time for Matt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I will definitely. Oh, Con- watch yeah, Connor's that. got another one. The internet song. That's a, the welcome to the internet. Uh, well, welcome. To, I mean, like all like white woman's Instagram is a is another white fucking woman. bop. I love that white song. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, like Taylor and I watched that, and you're right. Like, it, there's just moments where you're like laughing contemplating life it's the perfect one i'll definitely check out the 100 foot wave though because we love documentary series it's fact, great it's shot really well the people yeah. are very interesting uh they're not like the oh totally stoking tubular type you know <laughs> but i mean they're still that hey i i need to become one and visualize with the world and then the waves will come to i mean they're they're still pretty fucking far out heady yeah uh but i mean essentially this guy goes to nazare in portugal no one had ever surfed it they're like fuck you that's crazy and he starts surfing it and then proves to everyone all the big wave surfers like no this is it this is where you're gonna get the best the biggest waves in the world yeah and i don't know it's just been very interesting so there's a uh, it's cocaine been nice to- one too on netflix check it out cocaine cowboys right. new one new documentary series six episodes It's just been nice watching shows again and actually watching them because I've become such a, 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 like a multitasker, an entertainment multitasker, a multimedia multitasker. I'm sure you're the same way where you're like, oh, you know, I want to watch a show, but oh, I'm still going to fuck off on my phone and maybe play some games or check the news. So you're not really dedicating yourself to either medium, right? Yeah. Exactly. I do it all the time at night. I'll throw on like a, a random old Star Trek TV show and I just kind of sit there and I'll, I'll play my Galaxy Heroes rounds. And I don't I don't really get anything out of the show because I'm not paying attention. I don't really get much out of the game because it feels like a job. So it's been nice to these past couple of days on break, just like a fucking slug. I mean, just laying on my couch watching TV like a, like a piece of shit. But it's it's felt awesome I mean, it's felt really good to to kind of just focus on one thing for the first time in a long time yeah i think a lot of us are like that where it's like you have your your brain is just constantly a buzz no matter if it's like time for you yeah. to go to bed or fucking time for you to wake up it's just like there's so many things going through your head that like focusing on one thing is it actually just, I pretty mean, nice i i love smartphones but i fucking hate them due to what they've turned me into and humans in general it's just it's it's ruined it's ruined life it's ruined life like i'll even find myself around my kid who's going back to daycare so this is an emotional week for me our last week together i've been with my kid every waking day since march of 2020 big daddy and little charlie every day so it's gonna kill me kill me but even still this week our last moments i'll find myself sitting on the couch with her on my fucking phone yeah <laughs> with her looking at me like you cocksucker and and i'm gonna make her another one of me because she's always sees mom and dad doing this shit maybe when so she thinks it's normal wait maybe when she grows up and like gets old enough to have like a phone we'll be beyond that we'll just have like brain chips 
And then that oh, way we'll, we'll all be dead. I mean, you saw that <laughs> climate report that just came out. I mean, uh, uh, my kid, kids, you know, uh, kids of our, my generation, they're not going to have time to be fucking off with with luxury and entertainment. They're going to be worried about if they're, you know, if the summer is going to catch them on fire or not yeah, in Alaska. So uh, I don't I don't know if I have to worry about that. But no, dude, she already is fixated my mom bought her like a little fake phone oh, on yeah. this trip and every time we had ours out she'd pull hers out just to be like the adults as like we fucking suck yeah humans. i am a failed parent already and she's only five years old so um <laughs> hey, i don't know you're doing I'm better than talk. most other parents <laughs> all right I, I, who knows i mean at least at least she understands that a lot of the words daddy says and the music he listens to uh should never be repeated by someone of her age yeah uh, that, that's at least been made clear, but she definitely likes. She's like, "Can you play the one song where he says shh?" I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> like she already knows how to. She already knows how to censor herself. I also, Kyra. I also, Kyra. People will love this. I might get turned over to protective services here, but I caught her going. F, do what you tell me. F, do what you tell me. I'm like, what is she saying? I'm like, oh, now I got it. She's doing the. She's doing. <laughs> killing in the name of oh that's yeah. another song we like listen to <laughs> fuck you i won't do what you tell me and yeah. she's just going f you i won't do <laughs> oh my god what have i done right before oh, kindergarten that's so perfect uh, that's but so no perfect. it's not gonna be uh not gonna be an easy transition this friday i have a feeling this sappy bearded face little man is gonna oh, get yeah. a little emotional be some waterworks because uh, it's just i mean if you think about it people in my situation dual working parents never in my wildest dreams did i think i'd get to watch my kid essentially grow up at home yeah right she was in daycare from the moment my wife went off maternity until the pandemic the first three years of her life almost four we're in daycare with parents working. So the fact that I got to spend uh, almost two years, a year and a half with her, watching her, literally her whole uh, age four to five, I got to be with her. And a lot of parents in my situation don't get to do that. So uh, as fucky as all this has been, that's been one of the, I guess, uh, bonuses. But it is going to work me over because, I don't know, I mean, it's just I've gotten into such a routine with her. Heather's already been back to work. Charlie's going this Friday. I get my two weeks of break next two weeks. I'm going to be sitting here literally rotating on my thumb, talking to the <laughs> cats and wondering what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> like, I'm going to feel so fucking lonely, but I guess that could be a good time to get back to some toy photography or at least organizing my shelves. Yeah, so these high end beauties quit getting dust all over them. There you go. You see, get, get back into, it. you got a lot of time to fill. You can figure out some setups. You can finally shoot some of those toys right. that have been piling up. I have a lot of big plans, Nick, but I have a feeling none of them are going to get executed. I'll probably just be like a Lois Meeg type. I, I want to see a lot of movies i missed last week i know suicide squads out there the green knights out there yeah, we just saw um, i still want to see jungle cruise because i saw love that. the rock yeah we it's saw probably that. decent right it's probably it's, rock decent it's it's rock decent to me it was like so basically they they kind of took the the pirates of the caribbean approach to it like very similar in terms of like story detail but yeah i mean it's good to me it was like probably like 15 minutes too long because it's like two hours and five minutes yeah it right. probably didn't need to be that long, but it was still entertaining. Like I, I thought it was an entertaining. I don't know, man. I'm 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 a rock homer. I love Emily Blunt, so I yeah. I, I plan to see that they, too. They but, have I mean, a they, good dynamic. 
there, there's a lot of stuff coming out at least over these two weeks. So yeah, um, if if things don't, I mean, I, let's face it, nothing's shutting down here. Even though the virus is more prevalent in society than it was yeah. <laughs> before the vaccine, <laughs> but I think, th- this yeah. this country is not ever going to go back to doing the right thing. Just it, it can't do it. Yeah, so. I don't I don't think that we'll ever go back to a lockdown thing again. At this point, it's like no. police yourself, and that's yeah. how they're going to handle it. Live live free or die. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, if I go back to the theaters, it's definitely, and I've been wearing my mask anyways. Cause I, it, yeah. It, yeah. Does this, what has happened with the virus and the vaccine? Does it surprise anyone that has a brain? I don't think so. No. I mean, I know Nick is much more optimistic than me. So probably back in, in May when everything was looking positive, he was probably <laughs> feeling positive, but I'm sitting there going like, there's no fucking chance in hell this lasts in America because all these fucking idiots that we live with that don't believe in science and have chosen politics over doing the right thing and being selfish. And look, here we are. It's just as bad as it was pre-vaccine, and if not worse, because of Delta. Um, so speaking of Delta, Delta Squad, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get to talk about them because I missed the War Mantle breakdown, but I am here to break down all things Bad Batch S1 E15, a.k.a. This one has multiple a.k.a.s, by AKA, the, by the AKA. way. A.k.a. A.k.a. Finale Part 1, and then they tricked us, a.k.a. Return to Camino. Return. I, I doubt anyone else picked up on that, but in your menu, Disney+, Plus, they just called it Finale Part 1, but once you got into the episode, it actually gave us the proper bumper there to get the the, the title return to Camino. Yep. And oh boy, Nick, was it a return to the birthplace of the clones, cloning technology, attack of the clones, you name it, the the the, the deleted planet, Obi Wan mm-hmm. getting schooled by younglings over deleted yeah. planets, but Camino. So, all right. Um, we haven't done this as a team in a while, so I guess I'll I'll kind of brief how we do it. We we typically go through and we each give our overall opinion of the episode, and then we'll start doing the 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 dorky deep dive into it. Easter yeah. eggs, references, and key moments you probably should have paid attention to, and what they could mean for future episodes of Bad Batch or just Star Wars lore in general. Uh, so Nick, uh, finale part one. I said last week War Mantle was probably the best episode of the season, and I still hold it up there. But I think overall, Finale Part 1 slash Return to Camino may have um, eked it out at this point in time as uh, one of the better episodes of Season 1 of The Bad Batch. For different reasons, it, 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 it was kind of the complete package to me for the first time. It had... Obviously, an amazing score. Uh, yep. It used silence perfectly. It used John Williams' music from AOTC perfectly. Yeah. It had some of the best dialogue in animated Star Wars. That exchange between Hunter and Crosshair is probably how things should have went between Obi Wan and Anakin. I mean, that, that's how that whole scene felt to me. Yeah, it was like Crosshair is Anakin. He he, you know, like Nick said, took the heroin and is kind of lost his mind. And you got Hunter, who's a little more even-keeled Kenobi style, but we'll get into that uh, that mere, mirrored action when we get into our key moments. But it was just great. I mean, it honestly, it could have served as the finale. It would have been a great little cliffhanger. I feel like things were put to bed, at least. It satisfied me. Like, if, if, that, if 15 was the end, I'd have been like, wow, what, what an ending. 
what a cliffhanger i can't wait to season two which we now know is confirmed so yeah. big big fan of finale part one uh, but i have plenty more to say on on some of the key moments and some of the things that i think will pop up in season two and beyond if not in other star wars projects yeah. so buddy i know i know you do yours fresh how did you feel coming out of your screening today so i think that that you, I mean, you hit on a lot of things. I, t- I definitely agree. It's a top two episode of this season, right? Either on par, slightly behind, or slightly above War Mantle. But it it does it does feel like this could have been just like the end of the series because it answered so many questions in a part one of a finale. Like usually, you don't feel like this fulfilled in terms of like, okay, I now I know where we're sitting until the last episode's over. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do next. Because the next one is the last one for a year. And like you said, you watched this one and you were like, okay, cool. I'm good. I'm good until right. 2022. Totally. Uh, and and they they jammed so much in there. I mean, like even in the like the Easter egg reference stuff like you were talking about, but also in like the story progression. Because one of the big questions that always comes up is like, Camino, why does nobody ever talk about Camino? Blah, blah, blah. And like for for like hardcore fans you figured that something like this happened, but like seeing it happen was really awesome. And then, you know, the, the ultimate moment, like that, that question that's been burning in the back of our head or that moment that's been burning in the back of our head since, uh, crosshair initially left the batch finally happened. And it, like, it turned it on its head. Like you had like the, the, the twist that came in that moment. I don't think anybody was expecting. So um, it, I it mean, we, he, he did get a slight, he, I mean, I'm going to take a little credit. Let's take a little credit. There was a slight redemption moment. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. Yeah. It just was, it just didn't play out the way we thought. So, I mean, there, there, I, and again, we'll, we'll talk about in the key moments, but, um, I believe at this point, Crosshair has a, a fork in the path for his character and where the writers could take him. Uh, it's either sticking with, he'll ultimately redeem through sacrifice or, through working with his team again they're going to try to recondition him kind of like luke had to do with vader yeah um, I'm, I'm, but we'll see i mean again we still have 22 minutes of content left we yeah. i mean crosshair could be dead at the end of of season one still we don't know so mm. that's kind of what i was saying earlier like uh part one could have been the the true season finale and i think we all would have been happy um, but there, there's still more story to tell. So while we can speculate and predict like we usually do, uh, we still have a little more content that could obviously uh, torpedo any of our predictions from today. But um, it, it was good stuff. Uh, as Nick was saying with t- uh, Tipicoa City, I mean, there, there's no clear sign that the Empire has moved on from cloning to <laughs> conscription when they blow at the fucking smithereens. I mean... That was the cloning facility. That's it. They're yeah. they're done with it. I mean that. I think that was my favorite part of this episode was just how hard they they just threw it in our face. Like, hey, people, guess what? The fucking Clone Wars are over. We are fully into the Empire era now. Boom, it's yep. done. And, yeah. and that's what this episode was to me. It was a it was a hard turn of the page. Like that is it. The true and I said it in my my video breakdown, which I'd love for people to check out on YouTube. Find us on YouTube, Star Wars Time Show. But it's like this was the true end of the Clone Wars era. It is. It was over at the end of finale part one. We are now truly going to start branching off into uncharted uh, young Empire territory. And it was just. It was beautifully done. And and. and 
it was that last montage at the end, right? Where they just showed almost in silence the flashes of the Camino, like where the, the tubes were for the babies in the, in the mess hall. All the scenes that were so uh, bustling and populated in AOTC and in the first episode of this show itself. Just desolate, gone. And it, it made you feel like this is it. This is the end of an era of Star Wars that a lot of fans fucking love. And it's, it's now fully moved into the uh, beginnings of the original trilogy era. Uh, so just a, a beautiful episode. So let, let's go through some of the eggs and references uh, to see if we uh, caught any that you did not. I mean, the first one was right in your ears, yes, as I like to say. the music was perfect. I mean, it, it was the, the straight up same, same score they used when Kenobi showed up on Camino for the first time. And it was, it was, it was kind of a, it was foreshadowing, right? Like, I mean... It was just eerie. The whole episode felt eerie from the get-go. I mean, we were, we were already on edge. We knew Hunter was captured, what was going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But I loved getting that call back to AOTC. Yeah. This one I, I put as a, an egg reference, but I also want to talk about what this could mean for Nala Say moving forward. But we got to see the lab where Omega, Boba Fett, and Clone Force 99 were created. It was a special lab underwater that only Nala Say could access. So she is way more key than many people have, have probably thought. I mean, yeah. throughout the first season, I've been kind of highlighting her like, look, she's not like Tan Wee. She's not like Lama Sue, blah, blah, blah. Rampart wanted her. Tarkin even said, oh, hey, we got her good. So, I mean, this confirms that the Empire got their cloning tech for Palpatine, for whatever's happening in the Mandalorian, from the Kaminoans, directly from Nala Se. So I what think I, that we can... What I thought about this moment, too, was interesting, is is the way... Like, you actually screenshot the, the words, too, in, on Star Wars Time Not Not, if you look at the breakdown. Your mutations were enhanced here. It's not that right. like so. So basically, what I take that as is, okay, you had this. You know, the cloning facility was going as usual. They had these defective clones, and it probably happens relatively often. But instead of discarding them, like Nala say, took those clones in particular to her lab and, and enhanced, gave them superpowers. Yeah, like yeah. basically turned them into super soldiers, and. I thought that that was super interesting that she would be so selective about like not not just taking all of the like the clones that had some sort of issue, like picking them in particular and enhancing their mutations, not trying to fix them. Right. Like she she actually just turned them into like these hyper focused, hyper uh, saturated, mutated clones. Which it just, I think it, it, it was a great scene to, you know, it was, a, it was, a, it was a cool reference. I love the lore. It was nice to see this is where it all happened. This is where baby Boba was born. Oh, I, I could, I could see Django <laughs> holding them there saying, Oh, look at you. I can't wait to put a little helmet on your head. Uh, but I, I think no one should be sleeping on Nala Say at this point in time. I don't think she's gone from the show. In fact, at the end of this episode, like I said, Tarkin and Rampart make sure to, yep, we got her. We got all the, the secrets. We know how. We'll be able to clone, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's just a nod to future Star Wars and, and Snoke and all that shit. It came from Nala Say. I think we can say that definitively at this point in time. The Empire's cloning technology... And Palpatine's use of it 
came from the Alisei and the Kaminoans, and we see how they got it. They fucking kidnapped her and then blew up her city. Um, so it, I, I, I don't think Nalisei's gone. I mean, she could definitely play some uh, uh, alternate roles in this narrative. There's a good chance she's still trying to help Omega, even being a prisoner of the Empire. Yeah. Um, so, but I, this room, again, like I said, it was, it was a nice little lore nugget, if not uh, some uh, foreshadowing for what Nalisei could be doing for the Empire. Um, you know, we had to, we, we went back to the training room. So literally full circle for this series itself, because we started episode one in the training room when Tarkin was testing him. And again, it was used here as part of Crosshair's ruse to try and talk the Bad Batch into becoming, um, Imperial henchmen, essentially. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I threw it in there just because th- this episode was light on eggs and references anyways. Um, but this was a, a kind of good one, and I don't know if people picked up on it, but I I saw the discs around the room, and it was like right when Wrecker realized it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I remember these things, because yeah. we saw him use these in the final season of the Clone Wars when he takes out what seems like a battalion of B1s in a hallway after he strategically placed these uh, bolt reflection discs. Uh, so that was kind of a, a nice little reference to his his skills and some of the tech that Crosshair used uh, before he went uh, Walter White on everybody. Yeah. And the the best one, the, the most clear egg reference, we get our boy Tarkin dropping yeah. his favorite line, you may fire when ready. Okay. Uh, so, so before we move on, did you, the, the droids, did you, I looked at those and the first thing I thought was those are proto dark troopers. Well, the reason I didn't cover those, Nick, they actually used them in the first episode. So we um, did we mention? Yeah, we we might have mentioned that. Yeah, no, yeah, we we we, no, we we definitely mentioned it. So you should probably stop uh, hitting your CBD at night so much. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering because I was like, man, yeah, I was like, geez, I guess it's been 15 weeks, and my brain deletes things at like things after three days. So oh yeah, it's been it's been filed to the recycle bin. So no 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 worries there, but. Um, but not, I mean, the episode really wasn't heavy on eggs and references. No, the, I think they were meaningful. I mean, obviously the Tarkin one was, that was the, the, the fan service, if you will. Uh, it's always good to to listen to that guy deliver a line that is intended to murder at least a few people. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at this point, has the empire essentially committed genocide on the Kaminoans? I mean, where'd they take it's, them all? Probably it, yeah. to like a slave camp. I mean, I don't know what good they would be in a slave camp because they're not like workers. They're fucking like scientists. scientists. And if you don't want that kind of like science out there, then I imagine that they just completely like wipe them out. They're all dead. Wipe them out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we knew they took out Lama Sue and Tom. We got taken out by uh, Fennec. So all the other ones were ancillary anyways. They probably just dumped them into the ocean. Yeah. They're gone. So. Um, All right, so uh, moving into some of the key moments that you may have missed or that could have impact on the show down the line, or just Star Wars in general. Uh, I, I I appreciated getting that scene early on between I think ESO two Elite Squad Trooper two and Rampart, mm-hmm. where she's like, "Listen, man, I don't fucking trust Crosshair or any of these fucking clones anymore." Uh, so y- you could even you you were starting to see. 
that the that the conscripted soldiers were starting to become uncomfortable around the clone soldiers. Yeah. Another reason, probably why they they get wiped out. Uh, and, you know, we we talked about this with the with the Hauser episode. If if clones are starting to get free will back, then yeah, I mean they're not all going to be like Crosshair or those other regs that. Uh, locked up Hauser because they feel like fighting for the Empire is the right thing to do. Uh, so you could tell the cons- the conscripted soldiers, uh, Rampart, they had had enough. They're like, all right, we gave this a year or whatever. I mean, uh, what do you think? How much time do you think passed at this point, Nick, from episode one to 15? Yeah, dude, I wouldn't even say Especially based on, I'll, I'll give you the, based on the, the, almost the beef that Crosshair had with Hunter. Like, why didn't you guys come back or you guys left me yeah i would say like eight months at i would say like sub one year because i feel like if it was a year then we would have seen a little bit more like mature like maturity from like maturing in terms of age from omega and i feel like so like i would say like six to eight months max and i mean it's just because it's hard to it's hard to track time, especially in the episodes where they're dealing with Sid. You don't know how much downtime you have between each one. Um, but I would say sub one year. But yeah, I mean, the fact that like never never did I think that like Crosshair would hold a grudge against them for like not coming back for him. You yeah, know? and that that's really the the next key moment. I I was kind of surprised that he felt betrayed. I mean, at this yeah. point in time, I thought he was like dr death you know he he didn't give a fuck he was darth vader like there there was no clone humanity left in his head yeah he was a machine He was just ready to kill but i mean there were multiple exchanges in this episode between he and hunter where he's like bro you guys fucking you left me you guys fucking betrayed me essentially yeah like you guys are the ones that broke the directive like you never came back for me it's an interesting perspective because like it, it always it goes back to the, you know, the George Lucas mantra of point of view. Like he's always talked about in Star Wars that oh, yeah. every everything that you look at, every interaction that happens in the in the movies or the shows is different depending on whose point of view you're looking at it from. So like us seeing everything happen so far through the lens of the Bad Batch, like through mainly the lens of Hunter, Wrecker and Tech and Echo. Now you kind of get to see the the opposite side of that. You get to see the the other point of view from Crosshair's end, and you don't like. We never even thought that he would feel bad. Like you said, you we, we assumed that once that once he turned sides, that he had essentially just been like, yeah, of course right. they're not going to come back. Like you know, I was just, I was now. I was definitely surprised that that I don't, I don't want to say. I mean, I guess it was emotion, but it, he just. In this episode, he became Anakin to me, that type of character, right? Always kind of had a dark side to him, but was on the side of good. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Crosshair, he he was not happy with their decision to not kill Caleb Doom. Yeah. Even before they even before they tweaked his chip. Uh, but, uh, you know, like Anakin, he, he kind of embraced that darker side once they tweaked him. Now we learned that, you know, he's just fucking crazy anyways. Yeah, he's... Uh, but... But he was he's trying to like relate to these guys. And that, that was the, the the next key moment where Crosshair. And again, the, the the exchange in the training room reminded me of the exchange on the landing platform of Mustafar. Yeah. Where they're both, as Nick said, explaining their point of view. And we, we know Hunter's right. But Crosshair 100 percent 
believes in what he's saying, just like Anakin did to Padme. Like, listen, I am right. The Jedi fucked up. I've I've had my eyes opened to this by the Emperor. You and I, we can rule this galaxy the way we want to. He even tries it on Luke, you know, 20 years down the road. Yep. Listen, you and I, we can do this. I know how to do it the right way. Fuck the Emperor. And that's exactly what we got from Crosshair. He's like, listen, the Empire is protected through strength, and we were made for strength. And, and then, obviously, we get the, the slight coup, which was uh, kind of a, a, a surprise. I mean, he, he's like, listen, guys, I'm with you. I will show you through an act. I've murdered the elite squad. Yeah. I want you guys to join me and we will bring an end to this empire is that type of shit. I mean, he really, like I said, it, the whole Anakin Vader vibes were strong with crosshair in this episode. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the moment that you mentioned too, like finding out that he had his chip removed was like a huge reveal, honestly, because <laughs> yeah, like through this whole, th- this whole show, we're like, man, they're really fucking juicing them up. Maybe if they get their hands on them and like all that wears off, they can remove the ship. It'll be normal. But like you find out that his chip has, was actually removed. And that, like, he actually just believes this shit. Like, he just believes that what he's doing with the Empire is the right thing to do. And it completely changes your perspective on that character. And like you said, now that he's captured, it's going to take a lot of work to get him to a point where they're like, dude, like, like a lot of therapy sessions are going to have to happen with Crosshair or some, like, something because there's no it's not easy now it's not just like Oop, cut it out pull it out all right done and it, well, here, it really here's flips the deal the and i don't know story. I, I know you you watch these right before here so i don't know if you can remember how you felt but watching this episode and listening to all of his his grievances if you will against hunter and the batch there was a part of me i was like i i i think we may find out that his chip is fucked up or something like he does not even those emotions of like, why'd you leave me? It's like that, that didn't seem like a clone who had his, his chip juiced up to be a murder machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when, when he did reveal that it was removed, I was a bit surprised, but I I feel like it was kind of teased the entire episode. But if you, I think I took a shot of it. Yeah. I had my chip removed a long time ago. Yeah. 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 It's in there. But if you look at it, people, I actually, shit, I didn't include the image. It doesn't look like it. I actually think if you look where his head was damaged from the cruiser blast, that very well could have been the moment where the chip was either removed or completely destroyed because they they show it when he's on the ground. Like he's got that same scarring right where the chip would have been where Wrecker has like burn scars on his face. Uh, Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, how the fuck? Hold on, fuck, are we ever going to find out? Oh, he got his shit removed. Bullshit. It's like, okay, God, we don't need to see. Yeah, it's, it's like, like Boba yeah. Fett's armor. It's like, okay, <laughs> him it's just like, telling us that it's gone is probably fine. But if you look at the at the signs they give you, the fact that he took direct trauma to the head and had to have a Dangar wrap for a little bit, you could argue that that's probably when the chip had to be removed or was just fucking destroyed. Yeah. Uh, or, or, or jacked. So, but no, it was, I mean... Crosshair became a a super dynamic character out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. to me, he was like a robot. And then this episode, you know, he kind of had his Dr. Phil moment. He, he got on the chair, the couch, kind of laid down how he felt. 
and what he thinks they all should do moving forward. And it clearly it doesn't jive with the rest of the batch. But it was a it was a shining dark moment for Crosshair. It really made him more of a dynamic character than just the the evil bad guy of season one. Yeah, I mean, it 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 does. Crosshair has become a villain almost unlike a lot that we've seen in Star Wars. Like usually there's like a very clear line between like this guy is a bad guy and this guy is a good guy. I mean, you kind of had that middle ground with, like you mentioned, with Anakin and and, and that's and why I keep going back to it, Nick. It's just, it, but every yeah, everybody else is like, you know, it's it's really like Anakin's the only one who's in the middle, and then Ben Solo is the only one that was in the middle in the sequel trilogy. Right. Everybody else right. is like bad, good, and that was it. Like exactly. So I mean, it is. Cool. It, it's very rarely you get black and white characters in Star Wars. I mean, it, technically, Mando dabbled a little bit. And, and shady shit until mm-hmm. episode three of season one we realized like oh fuck i'm a i'm a cocksucker for doing that i'm gonna go yeah. get the little guy yeah. uh now he's basically full good uh grief cart cardboard yeah he was know, kind all, of a, all those guys yeah, i yeah. mean han solo you could argue dabbled in in the in the seedy sides of, of the galaxy and, and yeah became good but no next right it's 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 typically black and white with star wars characters and that's why I just I keep going back to I to me Crosshair's become the Anakin Vader of of Bad Batch. He really has. And I don't know if this this means anything because this game rarely means anything, but the Lord Vader Galactic Legends event in Swago, Nick. He's finally here. It's <laughs> it's it's the Anakin Vader, right? So it's not armored yet. Yeah. But the first set of requirements were revealed and the Bad Batch is required to unlock Vader. Interesting. And they, they typically try to include characters from a, a character's Star Wars journey in their Swago journey. Yeah. And I, I've actually been surprised we haven't had any talk of Vader or the Emperor outside. Of, you know, season one, we saw the Emperor giving his speech, but there's been nothing, nothing yeah. even whispered about the Dark Lord of the Sith. Uh, but the fact that they're including the batch in the Swago event to unlock Vader... There's a little bit of me like, well, maybe, maybe season two, maybe the end of this season, we might get a, a you know, a shot of the helmet. Who knows? Yeah. But it's I mean, an Vader odd... definitely could fit. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's an odd time for Vader right now, too, because this is literally like this is like happening a month after they fucking snap the armor on his body. And he's probably not in a position yet to where he can like be the force in the galaxy that you know. No, he I mean, is especially in, if you go back to recent Vader comics, comics Nick, where it literally picks up right after he gets the armor, and and he's fucked up. He's weak. Yeah. He, I mean, Palpatine sends him off to get his lightsaber. He's like, "You're a pussy. Quit thinking about Padme. You're broken. You suck. I hate you." You know, this, the <laughs> yeah. same shit that Palpatine always does to him. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, in terms of crosshair. I, I'll save this for the next point. Uh, yeah, the the cloning tech we we we've talked about this. I, I mean, I think Nala will probably pop up in the series again, if not in finale part two. There's a good chance she may have, uh, she may be responsible for how the Bad Batch and Omega get off of the blown up Topekoa City. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never know. Maybe Fennec will come in and save the day. Maybe Boba Fett will come in and save the day. Uh, but uh, the whole thing with Nala say the cloning tech and the empire, I, I love that we kind of got that ironed out and how they came in possession of this stuff. And it, it was very imperial. They just fucking stole it. 
Yeah. <laughs> they came in, they played nice guys, you know, when Tarkin was here. Hey, yeah, yeah, we'll give the clones a chance, but money, 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 blah, blah. He, they never cared about money. This is, I mean, this was a ruse from the get-go by the Empire. They, they knew in the end this is ultimately what they were going to do. They were going to fucking uh, eliminate the Kaminoans so clones could never be made again to use against them. And they were going to steal the tech to use for their own purposes, which, yeah. you know, uh, we know at least canon-wise led to the Snoke clone of Palpatine, the Palpatine's zombie body. body of Palpatine, and whatever the fuck we saw in The Mandalorian Season 2. This is all directly from Nala being abducted by Rampart and the Imperials in Bad Batch. And, and that's why this show, to me, I think is a winner. It, it might not have, you know, killer content every week. But getting these major moments fleshed in during this period of mostly uncovered Star Wars material or timelines, it, it's, I don't know, it's fantastic. I love this stupid shit like this. Yeah. I mean, most people prior lab, ah, fucking, ugh, they got cloning tech, just blow it up! You know, that type of shit, like that, that <laughs> raw, raw cowboy approach to Star Wars, like guns and lightsabers, oh, testosterone. I like a, a throwaway scene like this where Tarkin and Rampart confirm that they are now in possession of cloning technology because we know what that turns into down the road. And I, I don't exactly. know. I'm a dork like that. I like that Lord stuff. Yeah. I mean, you need it now that season two is confirmed. Like you need to have those moments in there because if you don't, then you're not you're not building the world. You're not building the lore. Right. You're not tying loose ends up. You're not connecting pieces to other series like Having stuff like that is is really it really is necessary to building well the type of universe that Star Wars is and has been for the last you know probably close to the last twenty years after the release of I mean uh, we we've seen it now years. Nick we've seen it in season one you know the whole time we're like oh are they gonna do season two blah, 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 blah. but now we know season two is a thing if you look back at season one think about all the setup they've now done for this franchise oh yeah you you've got them linked in with hair you've got them linked in with sid you've got them uh they're they're linked in with the bounty hunters fennec cad good, good chance like, yeah. yeah saw guerrera i mean uh, nala say there, there's so many little links that have been made captain rex and his rebels uh gregor it's really and, and you know this shouldn't surprise anyone the first season of most shows it's kind of a trial to see if it's even going to stick right yeah. you know because a lot of shows typically are made and and they stick around based on ratings i know that's changed in, in the streaming era but first seasons are also meant to kind of play around with potential narratives that they are going to extend throughout the life of the show and clearly the, the main narrative of the bad batch is them being on the run in omega's secret sauce which let's be real the other thing that the that the um is going to spawn from the empire stealing nala say is they're probably now going to set their sights on getting omega because they're going to learn from her that she is the last remaining source of the good juice yeah um so that again that's why i like just little shit like this can spawn all sorts of threads down the road oh uh, yeah i have my chip removed blah 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 they decide to bring Crosshair with them. I mean, yeah, that, that's key. Yeah. I don't think it surprised anyone. I mean, I, I didn't think Hunter was going to sit there and actually blast him and then stab him in the throat. <laughs> um, you know, it just, he is, he's the Kenobi type. It, it's just like Kenobi, for the most part, even all the way to the fucking high ground, was still trying to reason with a madman. He, yeah. He's like, dude, come on. I mean, it's over. If you jump at me one swipe and you're a stump. 
but you know, Hunter's the same way. He he, even though he's a clone, I, I believe at least with his other brother and other clones, he he believes there's there's they're still good in you, father. Like that type yeah. of shit. I mean, he, yeah, he's Luke Skywalker in Crosshair right now. Yeah, I don't think that that the plan was ever to like take out Crosshair. The plan, even when they believed his chip, you know, was still in, was to like get him, bring him back into the fold, you know, like make him see the error of his ways, get the chip removed, whatever it was. It was never to just like straight wipe this motherfucker out. And like, you know, it was the one moment, it was the one Kenobi moment that differs from Kenobi, you know, like Kenobi's maybe Kenobi's biggest mistake ever was walking away on the shores 100%. of the Mustafar River. Because you had, really, you had three choices. You had three choices. W- one was walk away like he did, and the two better choices were either kill him right there, like push his ass into that river a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, J- Jin Sakai him, right? Like, yeah. like a samurai. At the end of the battle, just walk up and stick your blade through his back. Yeah, or you take him with you. Like, right. Like, You're you know, 100% correct. So the the one mistake Kenobi made was not doing one of those two things. And this was that was the moment for Hunter was that like he he could have done the exact same thing. Roast him there yourself, leave him or pick or bring him back. And he chose the good thing, which was bring him back and try to fucking get your brother back into the fold. Right. So, I mean, the, the fact that we still have another episode left, we really don't truly know what may happen with crosshair but at this point like i said earlier he he has two paths right now i guess three if you want continue the nonsense and and really just force his brothers to take him out or the ultimate sacrifice to get his brothers and omega off of camino off of i mean off of tipicoa city as a final act of like, oh yeah, all right, you know, you know, same thing with Vader and Anakin, uh, not Vader, fuck, mm-hmm. Vader and Luke at, at Jedi. Like, hey man, thanks. I get it. I was a cocksucker. Take my mask off so I can look upon you with my own eyes, even though it's going to kill me. Type of deal. Like, it, it, you know, maybe Crosshair will finally see the light and help them get off at his own peril. And then the last one, like Nick said, is he he gets brought into season two, and a lot of the season two plot is trying to reason with him <laughs> i don't yeah. know how they're gonna do it uh because like i said he he's very uh, non-armor vader at this point like he 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 is dealing in absolutes as kenobi says uh so it's gonna be a trick so we'll, we'll see that it's like i said it's a very interesting choice to end the episode where it ended because it could have been the season finale but we know we, we've got you know at least 25 minutes of content to go that could blow up Anything we yeah. have talked about, any, any today. of the thoughts we just threw out there, could be completely wiped out yeah. in one episode. And then, final, I I touched on it earlier, but this could be some of the greatest. Uh, I don't know, do you, cinematography. Can you say that for an animated series? I guess yeah. you can. There's still camera work. Yeah, but the those those final moments when you know that Rampart is about to blow the facility up and it's completely empty, and like I said, it, it's almost like. They're, they're reminding you of, of what this place used to be and now what it is. And they're saying, hey, dummies, this is the end of an era. Mm-hmm. The Clone Wars are truly over at the end of this episode. But just the, the montage and the really low-key kind of dark music, seeing all these rooms that we saw 
filled with clones and Kaminoans and in Attack of the Clones and in Bad Batch and in Clone Wars for that for that matter. It was it was beautiful. I mean, it's like, are we watching a fucking movie here or is this a cartoon? Uh, so I, I really appreciated the team's work. Uh, just on the, the the design and the production of this episode, let alone the, the content and the great dialogue we got. Yeah. Uh, but this is it. There it is. Exploding Tacoa City. It is gone. Like I said, that is if you haven't figured it out at this point, the clone era is over. <laughs> the Empire has ensured that no clones will ever be made again unless they are making them. Yeah, it's been pretty fucking wild. So. Yeah, this was the tipping point. Now we're like you said in the beginning of the of the breakdown, like we are officially in, you know, nascent empire stage. Like this is yep. there's, you're, you're, there's we no should start seeing there. stormtroopers left and right now. Yep. Um, I hope they at least address. Maybe we'll get this in finale part two. Address where they stashed all the other clones off world, and if it is just going to be kind of like an Operation Cinder Scorch Earth execution for them. Uh, like like the Kaminoans, but yeah, I mean it, it's over. The, the Empire is here in full. It is what we first saw when we you know tuned into A New Hope. Yes, I know the stormtroopers still have their Ralph McQuarrie helmets a bit. Don't worry, I'm sure it'll be fixed. Yeah, in season two or season three. Gen one, it's Gen one. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> but I, I, that, I didn't get to talk about them too much because I missed that episode. But how how great was it having? Delta, Delta the, the stormtroopers being trained by clone commandos but yeah. the fact that scorch was there and just looked like a fucking beast like he he even though he's not a mutated clone like clone force 99 he made them look like fucking fools i know right like he fools. was great and as soon as i saw him like he jumped on that lift he's like fuck i'm not gonna ride up with these idiots i'm gonna jump across an elevator and cut these guys off i was like my god that's scorch they did it they, they brought in <laughs> a fucking republic commando and they made him a, a pimp yeah and a lot of people are like oh how you do my boy like that we mean he, he almost killed gregor and it took every bad batcher to to stun him multiple times to get him to fucking stop moving I yeah. thought it was fucking Hulk style. I, I loved it. That was probably one of the greatest eggs references in, in any of this shit I've been covering. So. I mean, they, they could keep him. Like, you know that they, they had to take him out because even if they didn't, then he was going to be dead anyway because of everything that's going on right. with the clone right. apocalypse, basically. I don't know. I, I thought he showcased. I thought he um, he, uh, he he showed himself quite well. I mean, like I said, he he looked like a commando. Even without mutations, he he looked like uh, Clone Force ninety nine, where a bunch of uh, a bunch of cunts that he could just roll over if he wanted to. <laughs> All right, so um, there you go. One more to go this Friday. You know, I'll have my breakdown out early. So uh, if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, look for it. You can find it on our site, StarWarsTime.net. Just scroll down there; it's on the right sidebar. Real easy button to hit to get subscribed. And hey, if you're listening now. Uh, excuse me and you're not subscribed go ahead and do that and hit the like button yes okay so th this is kind of one of those deals nick where i know you did the solo last week and then this news dropped but and we've talked about it a million times so it's really yeah, not worth not spending much. a ton of time on <laughs> outside of you know let, let's throw a couple predictions even though we don't have the, the full scope of season one 
uh, yet. But Bad Batch Season 2 confirmed coming back in 2022. A uh, good chance it may just hit its usual spring run. I, I would assume they're just going to keep its time yeah. slot. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess if they stick to their guns of everything needs to come out on Wednesday because Loki <laughs> had a lot of views, it looks like our, our lovely Star Wars release day is going to be midweek, which still yeah. fucking chaps it's my gonna, ass. It's going to be literally the day after we record our show. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that butt fuck of this schedule change. You're right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, by the time we get to it, it's, it's going to be a week. Week old. It's like, and then the next shit? episode's coming out the next. Like, literally, we're gonna release the podcast recapping the previous week's episode on the day that the That's new not episode work. comes out. That is not gonna work. <laughs> that is not good. All right. Well, you we'll know, maybe, figure maybe that out in a year. Let. How about this? And I, I, I don't typically like sending out bad juju for anything Star Wars, but let's kind of hope that either visions or book of boba fett stumbles a bit on a wednesday release and the idiots in suits are like oh well look the numbers went down on wednesday i guess we should put them back on friday right yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, wednesday releases wednesday. get the fuck out of here everybody anyways bad batch thing. season two nick what I know we don't know everything, but yeah. where do you what what type of general direction do you think we'll get in season two? Is it gonna I mean it's it's the still vice focus grip. on the boys, or is it gonna open up the world a bit and start looping in more of the the the, the small rebel cells that are popping? I think up? that there's a necessity to expand it now because before, like at this point, you were still telling a relatively insular story. Like even though the batch was kind of like you know they had their moments with Sid, there were these mercenaries and stuff like that. Their focus was always on. We got to crosshair. We got to get them. We got to figure out what we're going to do there. That's that insular, basically isolated story is now completed. So I think that there's going to be an expansion of where they're going and who they're working with out of pure necessity. And then I also think that they're that we're also going to see that it's like I was saying, like the vice grip of the of the empire start to tighten. Oh yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the empire is going to start getting really fucking nuts uh, in yeah. season two. I mean, we already saw you know chain codes are now implemented, the ship codes are now implemented, every planet is essentially occupied. Uh, so I, I I think you're 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 dead on. I think season two things are going to get even darker. Uh, but I, I still th- there's still going to be a chase aspect to the show. Yeah, because uh, like I said earlier, I th- there there's. You don't take Nala say and and get away from the whole she needed Omega to to keep doing experiments thing. So I, I think you're you're still gonna have that angle. It's just not gonna be the, the main focus. It, it, it's gonna be a nuance that probably fucks up their other uh, major missions of either working with Rex, saving other clones. I mean, let, let's be real. If they saved Gregor like I predicted. They got to get Wolf at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are so far a, a few of my series predictions have lightly hit. I mean, I, I said one of the things I thought we need to see was Gregor and Wolf's rescue by the Batch. One of them has paid off. We're probably going to get the next one. You know, we've yeah. seen Rex. There's Ahsoka potential. I, I don't want to. I mean, I, I I doubt it, but you never know. In future seasons, there's there's Grogu potential too. There is. Yeah. I, mean, I, really I don't know if they just completely avoid be, Grogu. Yeah, I, I really did think that there was going to be a, like at least a touch on Grogu in, in season one, just because it was so fresh off Amando. Of and you still have that open question. Like th- that, that question still lingers. Like how does he as a literal child in a, in a bassinet make right. it out of 
right. what the fuck happened with Order 66. And they, they're, they're prime candidates to be the rescuers. They really are. Because they're people that yeah. we know don't make it into our stuff. Okay. I mean, they're gone unless, unless Favreau and Filoni have some crazy plans to live action them into like the... Yeah. Uh, the rangers or some shit but I, I don't think so i think these guys will have self-contained and they'll, they'll probably all be dead by the time this series is over um but i don't know it's season two it, without knowing how season one officially ends i i think nick's right i think it's going to get more focused on the broader state of the galaxy uh, but I also do think the 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 chase aspect's still going to be in there, especially if the Empire learns that the Bad Batch gets off of uh, Tipicoa City mm-hmm. and all the secrets that Omega may hold in her DNA that Nala say probably doesn't want to give up voluntarily, but we know the Empire doesn't quite give a shit about people's feelings and what they want to do. Uh, so th- there's a good chance they get that information that they're going to need a a prime source clone or who knows, maybe that's how Grogu gets mixed in. Cause they're like, now that we know how to clone, let's start fucking cloning some force shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like let's get some force juice. Cause you would think as soon as Palpatine gets word that, all right, we got this. He's not an idiot. He's been studying some arcane cis shit for years. He's probably like, sweet. Fuck cloning bounty hunters from Mandalore. Let, let's start cloning Force users, dude. It 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 like baffles my mind. And maybe this comes up in later Star Wars and comic runs or something like that. That he never tried to clone Anakin. Like, what better option for him now that he has a cloning expert under his organization? Whether yeah, I guess you, you just not. exposed like you just exposed a huge plot hole for yeah. like all of Star Wars. Like why? Because I, I was going to mention another plot hole. Because you remember, like from the Mandalorian, literally Pershing is a is a Kaminoan scientist. So yeah. did they rebuild the fucking facilities? Yeah, I know. Like how or, did this? Or did dude... they take over? You know, I, I you know I guess we could say it, he is using Nala Say's underwater facility. Yeah, um, you know or what I mean, like, but. Yeah, I don't know, because, like, he comes in with the full-ass Kaminoan. Camino garb. Like, yeah, he's, like got, he's, he's got, got their the insignias and everything. On. Like, what was he? Was he, like, the intern that got away? Like, because if, if you think about it now, Pershing's not older than... I mean, like, he probably was barely a, a child kid. at this point. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like a kid at that point. Yeah, so maybe, like, they, they like, they give Nala say, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll give you a nice little setup, and look, we'll even put the... The old shit you had on the walls in there. It'll, it'll feel just like home. But you're, you are right. I guess, I mean, that's just... Like how I guess it'd be, you, it, it would be dubbed lazy writing if they went that way, but oh, you're, it's one of those things where you're like, uh, duh. Yeah. It, this is a guy that literally from the time he was 10, you said that his career would be of great interest to you. You were like a creepy uncle to him his entire life. You lied to him. You influenced him because you knew of his force potential. And as you had him as a subservient slave and you didn't try to take some of his juice. Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, yeah, Vader Vader lost some power because he lost limbs. It didn't mean he, he lost his, his midichlorians. Like at any point you just go into like his back to bath that he drains out. Just take some of that fucking water. (laughs) Give it over, give it over to Nala say and be like, Hey, Palpatine's in there like mopping the floor. up, like, Hey, 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 I got it now. It's like, dude, it's like, Hey man, we need a, we need a V2. We need a, we need a Anakin Skywalker V2. Here's some bath water. Give me, give me a better version. It just makes no sense now that like now that or, you know I mean, how, how about this, Nick? Invested. Why not just poke himself and donate some sheave blood to the cause, right? Right. I mean, like 
anything. Like I, would... I guess he does, but they they turned into Snoke, so clearly they didn't know what the fuck was going on. I guess Nala yeah. say either died or, or actually screwed them in the end. Because yeah. I don't know if you saw that that it made the rounds this week. I didn't really find it to be newsworthy, so I didn't put it up there. But people are like, "Oh my god, Snoke was a Palpatine clone." I was like, "Yeah, no shit." Yeah, Wasn't that idiot. explained in like, like that Tross was... and all that stuff. Yeah, like, that was very clear. <laughs> Like it just clearly the, the Empire did not have enough Kaminoans to, yeah. to figure out their cloning because they were they were coming out with aborted fetuses, essentially. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if the actual facilities were that important to <laughs> like cloning. But you go from being yeah. able to, to essentially pump out clones at, a, at an incredible pace, like millions, millions. of clones. Millions. And you can't clone one dude who you have right infinite access to in terms of <laughs> his dna <laughs> like right you think about the resources <laughs> that the empire had when they're going through all this shit they had everything they owned the galaxy literally yeah, owned the galaxy you, you outside what the crime syndicates had you like you can't clone the one guy who's literally who literally can't even run away from you if you take his suit away yeah. like their, their scientists was like that that one of the Spaceballs brothers that couldn't fucking shoot yeah, straight right, right? Like his eyes are fucking his crossed, eyes crossed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like I think I got it this time she even comes out and it's like he's all mangled and his head split yeah, open you just it's get like, a bunch Jesus. of mini me's like that's all you get it's just like one eighth uh, versions of fucking well I mean let's be real Tarkin did let us know that the Empire is pretty thrifty, so uh, they probably didn't invest too much money in their cloning tech or cloning science, and that's why all these Palpatines came out busted looking. Yeah, I mean, even be. even the, the, the zombie corpse he somehow transmits himself to is all busted and yeah, fucked up. Yeah, it still, so. like, needs to be hooked up to, like, fucking <laughs> yeah, wires like, and shit, and, like, he doesn't come into, like, oh, full man. power until he drains. I, I feel bad. I, I feel like Filoni does a lot of this stuff, or the writers do just to kind of band-aid some of the shit that's in the, in the sequels and some of the future star wars are like well hey maybe if we you know let the people know that this was rooted all the way back at the end of the clone wars that this stuff came from maybe they'll it'll be a little more palpable that's I'm like, the nah. that's the best way to look at any of the cartoons is it's a it's a perfect way to, <laughs> to, yeah, to just paint like, over all the issues with all like, the other movies it's like, yeah it's like a animated whiteout for, for yeah. some of the fucking live action shit that, that yeah that's like we said bit. that in the prequels here let me just go back in the in clone wars and fucking fix that for you oh we did that in the sequels let me just fucking okay we, yeah this happened to don't worry like it makes sense i'll tell you now. what though i did a you know my birthday was a couple weeks ago and i did my i i chose to watch phantom menace okay. outside that was that was my pick and i i do i do enjoy the prequels more now than i ever have before and i, I don't know i guess um I'm at peace with all the shit that was mangled. At least in my mind, I thought it was mangled. But it is because of these... Uh, between Clone Wars, Rebels, and Bad Batch now, it's like it, it's made all that pre-OT stuff almost excellent. Yeah. Right? The, the animated stuff is excellent. But it, it's kind of... It's like putting lipstick on a pig and it actually making the pig look good. Right? Yeah, I know, so, right? It's not, yeah, it's not just uh, like a touch-up. It actually right. makes it all fucking work which was really impressive. I, I'm sorry to those in the South that think pigs may look good. <laughs> I didn't, I don't want to offend you. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, we real. I guess let's try to do this again. Once we have the, the full scope of what season one's going to leave us with. Uh, but right now I think our, our two very broad predictions for season two of a, 
of a more galaxy spanning adventure you know kind of setting up how the the, the rebel cells started to begin and, and the bad batch involvement uh, we'll probably see a wolf rescue grogu out there you know that that's kind of the the pie in the sky shit uh, but also i think there's still going to be some of the chase aspect in there because of omega and her importance to at least nala say's vision of of cloning yeah uh, good stuff i mean bad batch I don't want to do the moratorium yet because it's not the season isn't over. But I, I really think outside of the Infested, it's been a pretty damn good Star Wars cartoon. Pretty yeah. damn good Star Wars cartoon. I mean, it's it's one of the stronger season ones of most TV series. I mean, if you think yeah, about that's a great point. Ones. Go back and watch season one of the Clone Wars, people. Yeah, like, like they had some rough shit. Like like season one of Rebels too. Like you're just sitting there, like man, like okay. I know, like it's taking its time, but dude, it, like this was this was a solid season one. Like you, yeah. I, I couldn't ask for much more. And I do. I, I think they they did a lot of setup without it being in our face. Like a lot of stuff. I Hauser is not done on the Bad Batch. Um, hair is not done. The Sindus saw, like Nick said. I mean, all that stuff. That senator probably was another, you know, we might see him again down the road that they saved. Uh, so it really does look like season one was as they usually are outside of just like, hey, keep us, you know, sign us for another year. It was all it was all set up for future seasons, you know, kind of getting all those pokers into the fire, letting them burn a bit. And then, you know, season two, season three, pull them back out again. So people like Nick or Nick and myself are like, Oh shit, you see that? They finally, they, they went back and they, they, they showed us that guy from season one. Oh my God. And people are like, get a fucking life. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good time. Bad batch. We, we enjoy you here at the SWTS. Indeed we do. All right. So your friends here at the SWTS got themselves a little exclusive last week that I thought was was kind of cool, but the got internet me, didn't. Got me banned because, from Star Wars Reddit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we, we just, I'm telling you right now, we have a fucking stink on us that cannot be shaken. It's like even the bots know when we're coming and know to ban us from shit or not promote our, our leaks, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, because as Nick said, if you heard him, this story, which you know we got from our, our source here, and you can see who the source is. He 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 wants in on this too. SW Props, he's our boy. Um, but but we got word, or at least a, a general idea of who Camille uh, Kamal Nanjiani is playing in Obi Wan Kenobi, the series. Uh, and, you know, it, we've seen shit blow up on Reddit that is way less juicy than that. And and there isn't even. I, I'm not going to say there's a ton of juice here. It's not like we got a character name or anything. We we got a clear indication of his faction, of his allegiances. Yeah. Which for people like me, that that's still a decent little nugget to speculate on. But it just went nowhere. Nick got banned from fucking Reddit for sharing this. Yeah, post. like literally r slash Star Wars. I can't post on it anymore. Like it won't let me. And but I, like I don't understand why. <laughs> it's like I all I did was post the link and the title that says Kamel Nanjiani's Obi Wan character will be a friend of Obi Wan. It doesn't even say like leak. Find out who he plays. Nothing. It's just like very simple. And it, it got me banned from Star R slash star wars but apparently the people over at r slash star wars speculation still there's still a home for us there because they did have some fun with some ideas about who he could play 
and I did not get banned from there. I still can't post on Star Wars leaks because yeah, I mean that that's just, this, this should have went to leaks, but, but yeah. you know Nick gets botted there. It's like an auto bot SWAT. I mean he doesn't get banned. It just essentially the post is rejected automatically. Yeah, it's just, like, it's it, just it, immediately deleted. <laughs> it can't even make it to a moderator. It just gets fucking killed by the bots. Yeah. I mean, it just this is the shit that burns my ass. And I was talking to Nick before we went live. I, I just saw it's like a it, if people read slash film, I guess this guy does like a Star Wars roundup and he pulls all Star Wars news from, I don't know, a month, a week or whatever. And he actually credits some some smaller fan sites. And I saw, you know, like Bestman Bulletin was in there and LRM online, some of these cocksuckers we talk about. And, they're, and then they just did, like, podcast shout-outs. Like, oh, this podcast talked about the Bad Batch. Check them out. Oh, this podcast. I'm like, where the fuck is the Star Wars time show? How are we not on this guy's list? I mean, over the time period he was covering, we interviewed Nick Gillard, and he dropped all sorts of interesting nuggets. And, and you got these podcasts getting featured of idiots sitting around happy Star Wars. Like, oh, I love Star Wars. Do you love Star Wars? Oh, I love it, too. We all <laughs> love Star Wars. Yay. It's, a, it's that shit that, like, drives me nuts. People that have listened to other Star Wars shows, you know what I'm talking about. They all sit around. They all sound like a bunch of fucking nerds like dorks i'm a dork i'm a geek i get it but i can put a mask on and trick people i can function in society i i i, I don't know i it just you know i should shut up because this is why people hate me because i yell but it's just like where is the love we get good content yeah. all you idiots that listen to us every week say you love us and and we're entertaining where why don't these other people know is i think there's a conspiracy at this point in time nick i think they are colluding against us because of all the poo i have flung at the assholes that get credit when we don't yeah i mean i think it's it's, it's an inside job at this point it's kind of it's kind of hard to to figure out why like this like this relatively innocuous story just like would get me banned from like the official right. star wars reddit it's like yeah, wow. in other sites on leak they're like um ezra's last name is going to be bridger yeah and it gets like fucking like five thousand upvotes in its front page it's like okay all right so anyways uh, that's enough of my woe is me bullshit but it just it, it frustrates the hell out of me because i believe we do a decent show nick thinks we do a decent show and even some of you people, unless you're blowing smoke up our asses, which knowing some of you, I doubt Probably. you are, say we do a good show. <laughs> uh, so if that's the case, what the fuck's the problem? And that's why I, I, I really believe that we just suck and we probably should quit. There's a cabal. It would save me a lot. There's yeah, a it, would, it would save me a lot of heart. Like, <laughs> we're just, we never got included in somehow. So I don't know. You, I, I, it definitely, it, there, there is collusion amongst channels and, and slightly larger platforms. I know that for a fact. But Nick, before we get into this story, I would like to talk about something real quick, okay? Yes. Before we get into this exclusive from your boys at SWTS, courtesy of our buddy at SW Props. All right. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? 
If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code SWTS. And I do believe now, friends, that there are more global locations added to this offer. So check it out. If you've been blocked before trying to help us out using SWTS on Manscaped, try it out now because like they said, from Australia to Houston, they are now ready to help you with your pube maintenance. And, you know, you're going to need it, Nick, because, you know, we've talked about this. I just used my lawnmower 4.0 right before I went to the beach because, you know, I knew it was going to be in the south. It was going to be humid, Hot. muggy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want my balls forming bat wings and, and duck sauce and all that shit down there. So I busted out my lawnmower 4.0 because I knew using it, I would not nick my nuts. Right. <laughs> you remember those days when you'd use your, your head trimmer, your hair trimmer, and you'd go down there on your balls and what would happen? Right? It, it, it's like you went to yeah. the deli and you, yeah. you asked for it's, you know it's not a good story it's not a good looking tale if you don't if you right. do it wrong you know so that's why you need to get with manscape and the lawnmower 4.0 all right so are you ready for an out of the world experience look no further than the performance package 4.0 for manscape that's just taken off in not only the usa but canada the uk Across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. I told you more locations have been added. In this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0, so that's the trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, my personal favorite, no joke people, load up on this stuff. It is fantastic. It's anti-chafing, and it makes your balls smell rather pleasant even after a hard day of sweating down there. But you're also going to get Crop Reviver Toner, a pair of the boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of the gear in the Performance Package 4.0. So... First scheduled for liftoff, new lawnmower 4.0. It's out there, and Nick and I have been using it. So this spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. That's right. I've taken Whoa. mine back there and have cleaned out my Uranus. <laughs> uh, the, this fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe tech. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has an impressive 7,000 RPM motor, a multi-function on-off switch, which we all know has a travel lock, so you don't get screwed the next time you're out on the road and have some hairy nuts. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4,000K LED spotlight, so you can turn it on and off when needed. And you know, Nick, I was wondering, I was like, do we need this? And now I do believe we do, because I've used it even with the bathroom lights on, and it definitely allows me to see a more precise path yep. to shave. Yep, I always my, use it, always parts. leave it on. All right. So don't forget, though, in this performance 
package 4.0, you're also going to get the weed whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and in your ear. The weed whacker is also waterproof like the lawnmower, but it has a 9,000 RPM motor powering, powering a 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe tech, which helps prevents nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Arriver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, which are the Performance Package, I'm sorry, for the Performance Package 4.0, which are the Boxers, I love them, Warm Last Meek, they make me feel like a real man, and the Shed Travel Bag. So, abort hairy balls and Buzz Lightyear that woody with Manscaped. Don't forget, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I think when we first launched with Manscaped, Greg mentioned that he had trouble with Australia. Well, now, as you heard Matt say, Australia's in there. So all of the the down under Singapore, folks. Europe, our buddy uh, Lima. It still doesn't look like they're they're headed Philippines your way, but uh, it's getting there. So hey, we appreciate it. the reason we're still reading ads. By the way, is because we met our goals for July. So thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you. All that right. was again anything that you buy on there, you get twenty percent off and free shipping. Doesn't have to be the performance package. You can get and uh, and like we said, I. I I would not be participating in this if I didn't uh, believe in the shit. And and I am I'm fully sold on the uh performance package contents. Not only the trimmers, but I love love the ball de- deodorant, the reviver, and the we got deodorant. kind of a bonus, the, the foot deodorant. The foot deodorant. Not that I had stinky feet. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, right? I I mean, I need are you now like do you do you have a full-on manscaped routine yeah. after you shower? Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Again, this isn't just for, uh, oh, we're, we're bowing down to our spot. No way. I mean, this is legit. That stuff just makes you feel more comfortable down there. The, the deodorant, the reviver, if it's lit. The reviver at the beach, Nick, was fantastic, right? Because oh, I'd be yeah, out there swimming imagine. all day, come back, you have a, a little swamp ass going on. I, I'd spray the revolver right on my nuts and it's ready bango, to rock bango. and roll. Yeah, ready not to that go. anyone was getting down there and smelling it, but you, you know, you catch, you catch. It's like a feeling. Head. It's like a feeling thing. You know, it's how you feel. <laughs> it does. It does. Like I don't want to say, I don't want to <laughs> sound like I'm this very metro sexual type of male, but let's be real. I'm a human, and sometimes it feels good to smell good and pamper yourself a little bit. Okay. And I did think putting lotion on my balls would be strange, but it's 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 actually pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, just just don't up. rub just don't rub too much down there. Things might get a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah moderation uh um, all right so back to our our, our uh, kumal nanjiani story our exclusive if you will so you know if you know anyone who gives a shit about this and they haven't heard it yet let them know where you heard this but from our boy at sw props who met up with nanjiani at a suicide squad premiere you gotta remember justin is a, a photographer of the stars if yes. you will so he actually gets to go to a lot of cool shit because of his job and, and meet a lot of cool people. And through his interview, we learned that he kind of has balls of steel when it comes to uh, talking to celebrities and asking them for stuff. Yeah. I would never do what Justin does because I'm a pussy. 
I don't like bothering <laughs> people. I think they they hate me, and they probably hate Justin, but he doesn't care. He he does what he does, and he's he's kind of curated a pretty excellent collection of autographs and high end props with autographs. But anyways, he's at Suicide Squad and, and met up with Mr. Nanjiani, who's in the movie. And, um, you know, they're talking, he got his, his signature. And I guess during the talk, obviously Justin tried to get some Kenobi stuff out of him. And Kamal was like, listen, I, I can't really tell you much, but I'll, I'll give you this and I'll even sign off on it just so, you know, this is legit. Uh, but he, he told Justin that his character in Kenobi is a, and this is in quotes, because this is what he signed on his autograph, yeah. a friend of Obi-Wan. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, he's definitely playing a pal of Mr. Hello there. I have the high ground, uh, which, again, not a, it's not like, oh, my God, he's, he's, he's a Yoda as a human. It's not something crazy like that, but we at least know, uh, faction-wise, at least, where Nanjiani's character is going to be. And, Nick, I think when we learned that he was officially cast, you and I both kind of went that route, right? We're like, he's probably a local on Tatooine. Maybe, uh, you know, Kenobi gets mixed up in some adventures with him. And uh, it's sort of sounding like that. that's going to play out now. Yeah. I, I Like, there were some ideas thrown out there, like I said, on the Reddit posts. Like, for some reason, when Friend of Obi-Wan popped up, and a lot of people thought Dex, like, from the restaurant in AOTC, like that diner. Um, because, you know, we know that he's a friend of Obi-Wan. No. I don't think that necessarily fits for him. A lot of people threw out the idea that he would be playing Kitster, the little kid from episode one that was Anakin's friend. Again, like, I guess you could say... You that could, would be such a deep cut. It would be yeah. such a deep cut. And he, I think he's a little too old. I mean... Yeah, it's... Like, you would figure it's been what... I mean... In Kenobi, it's 10. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't be. I mean, he, they could make him look a little he'd bit be, younger. He'd be you 20 wouldn't. years older. He, he'd probably, he'd be he'd 20 be like years 20, older. He'd be like he'd... 28, 29, maybe. Like the little, like if the kid, like the right. kid Kitster would be. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess Kitster could fit. But I mean, was he really a friend of Obi-Wan? Or is Kamal implying that they become friends through the series? There's yeah. that too. I, I, Nick, I honestly don't think it is a known character. No, I don't think, I think so it's, either. I think it's the latter where it's probably just either going to be introduced that they have already known each other on Tatooine or through the show, the MacGuffin, if it is Leia, they'll be introduced and that's where their, their friendship will play out. So to me, I think it's going to be one of those, those two, uh, two methods, either they're established friends when we meet them in Kenobi, or we will see them become friends throughout the uh, too short run of the series because anything Kenobi, I mean, based on what, what's her name? Erdina was saying. Oh, Indira. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Indira Varma. She, it sounds like she might be done filming, but yesterday she did an interview and she, she was just like, listen, I don't know how you take something like that and make it feel like an indie, indie film, but Deborah <laughs> and Ewan did. That's pretty uh, impressive. So I th yeah. I think that, that, that's, that's a, that's a very, that's some high praise and it's a yeah. good sign for what we may get. Uh, but it also just makes me uh, more depressed because I mean, this, this is one and done. We're not, they're, they're not doing more, more Kenobi. 
Yeah, I'm sure you. I guess money talks, right? Sure, I mean, money yeah. talks, Nick. If, if if this thing adds another 80 million subs, like the Mandalorian did, maybe maybe they'll be like, "Hey, fuck it, you and you want to come back?" And we'll it'll be like six months later. We'll just keep living it up with with short time jumps. But yeah, I don't think uh, that they'll completely close the door. As is what I'll say is like they like they. I don't think that the series, like I don't think that the ending of the series is going to completely close the door, and I don't think that like Disney is going to be like, okay, well. Bye-bye. We're done with this. Thanks for your time, Ewan. Thanks for your time, Hayden, and everybody else. Uh, we'll see you guys right. never. I mean, in the end, money's money. And yeah. if, if this generates yeah. money in a in, at a rate that's that's quicker than other projects, they'll, they'll probably sit around and be like, you know what? Narratively, it probably doesn't make sense. We probably don't need to, but uh, we like making cash. Yeah. We got to get our CEO a $50 million bonus because he and, does fucking nothing dude, but make decisions while everyone works and gets this man $80 million bonuses. Right now, the prequels are hot shit. Like, just like, I don't know why. I don't know why in the last, you know, year and a half to two years, like, there's been this like meteoric shift on, on sentiment around the prequels, but it's happened. Like, and I think well, it's I all mean, the kids are adults now. Yeah, the they're, kids, they're the ones driving media these yeah, days. The kids I mean, they're they're time, in their 20s and 30s. You had I mean, so I get it. Like you had the end of Clone Wars, like the official end, which was just fucking out of this world. Incredible. And then, you know, you're going to have this Kenobi series, which is probably going to be a banger. But the truth of it is like this is more of an OT series than a prequel trilogy series. I guess we'll see. Oh, yeah. But like. That's the kind of shit that like gets the juice flowing for Star Wars right now, especially Star Wars in the media. Like people are all about it, especially if you can bring in the original actors from the prequel trilogy and stuff like that. So I think this is going to I think this is going to bang and it's going to bang big. And if it like when it does, I think that more than Mando, more than what Mando did. Yeah, I think it will. Because it's like Mando had the Mando had the the big bang of being like the first live action ever, like boom, and, and just being a like not following a, a major known yeah. character. But this is gonna be like this is gonna be one the character from the prequel trilogy that that is universally loved. Like it, it doesn't matter what you thought about the prequel trilogy. Uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi was like the consistent thing that no matter what anybody had to say, he was good. And it's going to that spot, that perfect area in the timeline where like old, like original trilogy fans will be like, fuck yes, right where I want it to be. Prequel trilogy fans are all in because it's Ewan, because it's Anakin and Hayden. Right. Like it's it's got too much going for it to not. And explode. Nick, even even the noobs, like even Mando noobs, will be interested because it's on Disney Plus. They're gonna see it. It's gonna be in their menu, and they'll be like, "Hey, fuck, Mando was good. Let's let's watch this shit too." Yeah, it just it, uh, it's I'm, the I'm perfect with nexus. Like it has everything. Yeah, I, so. There's great potential for Kenobi when it's done to sit as the greatest work of Star Wars. Yeah, there really or, is. There really is. Like, maybe they use this as, like, you know, how they were planning on doing, like, you know, a Star Wars stories for movies for, like, Silver Screen. Correct. Maybe Correct. They, this turns into, like, okay, well, now instead right. of doing movies, we, we do six-episode miniseries. Boom, yeah, just, boom, just boom. a miniseries. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd, I'd be down. For, I mean, at this point, let's be real, and I'm, I'm bummed out, but it, it's happened. There is a, there's a clear shift in 
the 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 movie business Industry, at this point yeah. in time. Yeah, it, it's it's never going to be the same. Never, never. Not that we're going to get the virus cleaned up, but it, virus schmirus. It, it's 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 different. Uh, people have shown companies that streaming is a viable option for new releases. They will flock to the platforms to yeah. watch big budget movies at home now. I'm still not a huge fan of it, but it, even in the back of my head, I'm going. You want to put your mask on and go to the theater and be sitting around a bunch of loud ass creeps. It is going to be the best way to watch Suicide Squad, but you could also just literally walk two feet to your 75 inch screen with Dolby sound and start it up right now with a private screening with yeah. no fucking strangers, no masks, no coughing, no people eating and make me want to stab them in the throat. Um, so that. I think, you know, I, I don't think you're far off. I, I think a lot of movies that might have just been like a standalone throwaway could be resurrected in the miniseries yeah. format. I mean, dude, that's what happened, like, right when, right when, like, the movie shit started happening with Disney and, like, you know, you had TFA blow up, then you had Rogue blow up. They were like, okay, well, here's the plan. Kenobi yeah, movie. Movies, movies, Bo movies. Boba movie. Yoda movie probably like all of these movies and now if you look at it like the Boba movie has now turned into Book of Boba Fett like that's that's probably what that movie was going to be or something similar the the Obi-Wan movie we know was being worked on because that was confirmed by a source who was working on it like uh, Kenobi I mean uh, Kenobi himself I said you and himself was like yeah we, we were yeah doing we, the movie. we were fucking working on it I mean Vincent Jenkins said that he was fucking working on it like right. know, on our podcast so like that was a movie that turned into a show like it wouldn't surprise me if a fucking Yoda spinoff came up and we had a Yoda series like it, it's just the way to go. And like, yeah, the, the only spinoff we need, Nick, from Kenobi is a Vader, Vader. fucking yeah, miniseries. Vader. Now and, that you have with, fucking Hayden on the dotted line. Tell him, tell him, like, here tell we him. Go. just get it done. That's right. Like it's they're, it's they're doing it right. Like, like if Kenobi hits, which is going to hit and Hayden and his Anakin, his Vader are a star. I could definitely see another Kenobi, even though they said no way, but maybe we get that dream project. I think anyone would cut off a ball for. Dude, you know, the or perfect thing to do is like we just not not an hour ago. We were just talking about point of view like you could literally play it back in the same exact timeline. Ooh, and if, look at you. You, and then, you should go back to writing fiction, you you creative <laughs> motherfucker. And then just, or, or at least start coming up with ideas for me to shoot toys in. Yeah, at, I like that's a that's a pretty good idea. I don't think they do it because no. Star Wars would never get that cute. Uh, but that would be fantastic to essentially in, in 2023 watch the events of Kenobi, but from Anakin's perspective. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be a completely different show. Yeah, you'd, the the main beats would still be there, but it would, would it would feel completely different. It's kind of how War of the Bounty Hunters is going right now with all the crossovers, where one issue will show you a scene, then the next issue will show you the same scene, but from literally different views in the panels, but also different perspectives uh, from the characters. Yeah, I mean, it, that would be the one. It would be easy to do because, like you said, your story outline, like your general beats, are there. And then you just go and you fill it in with the Vader perspective or the Empire perspective and stuff like that. It would be it would be the perfect duo series, like the perfect oh, juxtaposition yeah. series for those two characters in particular. 
Where well, like you know that you know their flashback scenes are going to get the most reaction yeah. in Kenobi. You know yeah. that is going to be. I mean, outside any major revelations, those are going to be the moments fans are going to drool over, possibly cry over, jerk off over. You don't know, right? You don't know how people will react <laughs> to that. But, I mean, you could literally, you could create a whole show just on Anakin and Obi-Wan during the Clone Wars. Yeah. I know that's been covered, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but, you know, the adventures of, of the generals, the, my two generals, and it's from like Ahsoka's <laughs> perspective. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, there, there is, and I, I think Disney sees the writing on the wall now. They, they know they have a winner in Disney Plus. Uh, they know they have a built-in loyal fan base for Marvel and Star Wars uh, licenses, and pretty much any series they've put out at this point has just killed it in terms of uh, viewership and adding new subs. So I, I think they'll definitely leverage the, the platform. More than they initially planned for mm-hmm. uh, when Nick's like Nick said, they, they probably had a lot of their their uh, eggs in the in the cinema basket versus yeah. uh, TV. I heard uh, there was an interesting interview with Matt Damon recently. He was on that show Hot Ones, like the Hot Ones show, and he was talking about like why there's this shift away from theaters and like why everything in theaters now is like big blockbuster stuff. And he basically said like, OK, you have a twenty five million dollar movie. You go to a studio and say, like, I want to release this in theaters. The studio looks at that as a $100 million movie in terms of production because you have to pay $25 million to film the movie. You pay $25 million to market the movie, and then you give 50% of your profits on ticket sales over to the distributors, like to the actual movie theaters. Right. So you have to make $150 million on a $25 million movie to make money. It's essentially what he said. And now with that, you, you don't have to market shit on Disney Plus. Like your marketing is so limited because your trailers you're, on Twitter. That's exactly. It. Like your your fan base is is already there. It's built in. It's it's too easy to not take that route. So. No, it is. I just it's sad. It, but it does I, we're, we are not going to see as many 250 million plus productions uh, anymore they're, they're they're just they're they're gonna go away they're they're not gonna be extinct uh but they're they're just not gonna go away and really i think theaters will typically or will eventually just be reserved for those types of films because well you know why why release an art house movie in a fucking theater just yeah. just drop it on your streaming platform cut out all those costs like nick said i mean sometimes half of a film's costs is just from promotion yeah exactly uh, I, I believe that's why Suicide Squad's suffering because I think they spent like a hundred million to promote it worldwide and really try to get people in in theaters and it, and it sounds like its its box office was just trash. Yeah, because it's like, uh, like 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 not even black. I mean, we, I understand why it didn't perform like a Marvel movie. I mean, there are a lot of fans that still don't believe in DC's versions of their live action comic book characters, but knowing it's James Gunn. that to me was enough to be like, all right, if I wasn't away, I would have been there opening weekend to see it. But you know, a lot of people just don't don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, Joe here, Klondike, he's like, I checked it out on HBO max. Like, you know, that cuts into the, that's the the problem is like HBO max should be paying these. Like, I don't know what their deal is with any particular movie that gets like a, like a dual release, like space jam did like HBO max should be giving these studios $50 million. They dual release. 
they dual release everything and yeah. they they set this out last year i mean any warner brothers movie because i'm guessing hbo and warner HBO they either own warner. each other or one owns the other yeah they're like any warner movie we're, we're doing day and date hbo max and theaters we don't give a fuck that's the, that's the decision they made i don't know if they're going to be getting sued like disney is from scarlet and good for her I yeah mean, i i you know I, a lot of us are like oh fuck you you're a millionaire you know what money's money okay yeah. and if, if we were her and we felt like we got jobbed, we'd be bitching about getting our millions too. So shut the fuck up. She can, she can get what is owed to her. If that, if, if in the contract was a, a majority of her pay for black widow was going to be from the box office back end. And then they, they, they did the, the day and day on Disney plus. Well then, yeah, she should get some sort of compensation. Uh, compensation. At least that, with the, at least with a D fucking plus. deal. At least with yeah, D plus they make you fucking, fucking pay for it though. Like Disney plus. Right. They're like, oh yeah, it's it's out today, but it's thirty five. Disney, I mean, like with fucking HBO, it's free. (laughs) Love them or hate them, I guess you could you could kind of position it this way: if you love capitalism, Disney is killing it with their streaming platform and what they're doing with their first party movies, killing it. Yeah, they're like, fuck you guys, fuck you capitalists. You like spending your money. You have to pay us just to get on our service, and when our movie's released, you got to pay us another thirty dollars. And, and and guess what? You don't even get your own copy of that fucking movie. You have to keep paying us to be on Disney Plus to keep watching that movie. You can't watch it on Voodoo. You can't watch it on movies yeah, anywhere. It's locked. It down. is Disney Plus only. Where where Nick was alluding, HBO Max is like, huh? You guys gave us your fourteen bucks. Here's a brand fucking new movie that's in theaters for free. Yeah. It's only going to be here for maybe. 15 days but that's enough time to watch it yeah dude it's, here's it's like your it's gift right there. here you go it's dude it's fucking wild like how disney has been able to do that like they but also it's not just it's the whole parent company because they do the same thing with ufc events ufc events you have to be an espn plus subscriber <laughs> and you got to pay for the event it's like that is brilliant and and we do it I'm one of them. I've I've bought every fucking premiere access movie Disney has released so far. I'll be buying Jungle Cruise this weekend. Dude, it's wild. And I don't man. feel that bad because I'm like, well, you know what? If I was taking the family, we'd be spending 30 bucks anyway. So who gives a shit? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Capitalism. Yo! It's wild. Work like, to spend. Work to spend. Work to spend. Their, mon- like, their director of monetization or whoever whoever does their... The genius. Like, it's just unbelievable. Genius. Like, that person... Genius. He, that person should be the CEO. He, she, whoever it is, like should be the CEO of Disney. Bro, you, you remember the, last year? Last year when they did it, they did the first time with Mulan. Everyone's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. you don't hear anyone bitching now. They're like, nope. sweet. I can watch Black Widow at home for 30 bucks. Cool. I'll yeah, do it. Like, I'm Raya, in. cool. It's, dude, it's wild, but. They yeah, get away I, with, with highway robbery at Disney and we all sit here and smile and fucking take it and love it. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I'll keep coming back too. You give me more Star Wars, I'll come I, back. Marvel. I, I've got I'm there no plans to cancel Disney Plus. I mean, I was I was watching some new Shark Week content up there. I don't even know how they have license to that shit, but they do. They're, yeah. they're producing 2021 Shark content, and I'm I'm all for that. So National Geographic, I, I just, baby. 
Yeah, I, I've been on a a pretty hardcore like uh, ocean nature viewing kick these days. I, I'm guessing it's because I was just at the coast, and that's my yeah, favorite place like, in life. You have to keep it there. You need yeah. You need those it's ocean like through, views through osmosis. I'm I'm trying to feel the the aura of the ocean through my screen. Yeah. But, there you go. There, there's our exclusive. We actually, um, SW Props had some other confirmations for us. I and mean, we, we've kind of already talked about these, and I, I wouldn't say they're shocking. Uh, but he has a friend that's, that's in the show. I, I'm thinking like extra or background. Yeah. And uh, it's confirmed that, that Sung Kang and Moses Ingram are inquisitors, 100%. Not that, like I said, not a huge surprise. We, we've we've guessed that here on the Star Wars Time Show, mm-hmm. uh, but I always appreciate uh, some some leaks with 100% confirmation. So, um, Sung Kang, why maybe he he may not be the exact fifth brother. He's definitely Inquisitor, and same for uh, Moses, who. You know, ever since we saw her busting out lightsabers in the gym, we're like, all right, well, she's probably not going to be a Jedi, so she's probably going to be a, an Inquisitor. So, yeah. That has been confirmed too. From your boys and our dude out in the streets, SW Props. All there right. We go. Thank you, Justin. Um, all right. Next up, I mean, next up is another like kind of just we kind of knew. It's this like a was no shit happen. Sherlock. <laughs> like, yeah, we knew this was gonna happen. I, Nick, I actually saw one of the leakers give himself a, a chest pound for this one. I'm like, really? please, please. Like, bro, and these these the are the game. These are and- the guys. And Nick, these are the guys that the people like, you know, give them thousands of views and likes and shit. It was the Jordan Mazon guy. He's like, wild. hey, look at he, he like showed one of his old tweets. He's like, hey, look who broke this news. It's like, bro, the game I literally said, ended and basically said, see you next game. It's like, I know. that's I, I literally mean, how it ended. Like, so so what is it, Nick? Are, are, are Star Wars fans just gullible idiot morons I don't know, or man. or what? Because. Like, like this is even one I don't even think I, I pinged you on this one because I was like, yeah, no kidding. They're working on more Fallen Order. I mean, what video game franchise that was successful like this one doesn't get a goddamn sequel? Yeah. When That's they, all video games are these days. That's all people <laughs> want. Developers want IPs that produce sequels because they know they're going to make money. Yeah. It was like after basically what happened was after the first two weeks of release of this and they're like, oh, we already made 60 million dollars. We we're like, OK, well, here comes. Fallen yeah. Order 2, whenever they decide to make it, like, it was pretty fucking obvious. But, I mean, basically, there. I guess, I don't think there was ever doubt, but, like, they didn't show any Star Wars games at EA Play, which is, like, their big, like... Well, we knew that. Game. I mean, they, yeah, they, they came they out and said, hey, you're, you're not getting it. shit till 2022. Yeah. Uh, Project so, Celebration. So, like, we didn't get anything from there, but then on the back end of EA Play during a, an earnings call, the the brass basically said, like, yeah, we're in active development of Jedi Fallen Order follow-up. I I guess if if something like this is news to you, get out of your basement more. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's pretty wild that like, like, I don't, I don't understand how people didn't know about this or like just didn't. I mean, it's simple. This goes back to, you know, capitalism math. If company makes money with product X, company is going to keep making more of product x it's yeah it's not that hard to figure out i mean it would have been different if it's like oh like fallen order franchise is like being developed by multiple studios or something like that yeah like, like they, they spun it off and it might not be the same quality okay yeah. there, there's some that, news there but it's- that's what happened with kotor because kotor you had kotor one bioware kotor two was obsidian 
So it was the right. continuation of the franchise, but it was a different studio. But like, this is just, yeah, like Respawn is, of course, making the next Jedi Fallen Order game. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, know. Oh, wow. That's so of informative. Course. Yeah. Let me retweet a prediction we made two years ago that said, hey, this game was successful. They're going to make another one. It's yeah. like, come on. Come on. It'd be like if a Call of Duty comes out, they're like, you know what? I think they're going to make another one next year. It's like, whoa. It's like, no shit. <laughs> the game sells $500 million every year since Call of Duty, what, four? Four, which was like 2000. They're, they're, they're never going to stop until you people stop buying them. And I'm not yeah. saying it's a shitty franchise, but in the video game business, for the most part, it's all about having a franchise that can be repeated with subsequent sequels. That's yeah. it. It's, it. It's an ATM. Yep. So there we go. That's our franchise. But that, I mean, I mean, I guess the 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 news is is like this is the first post Lucas Arts actual Jedi. Okay. I mean, like I, Star I Wars. Franchise I, I almost game. thought for sure they're like, yeah, we're keeping it going. I mean, I, yeah, I, no, I, I mean, <laughs> like I thought it was pretty <laughs> obvious too, but apparently it was enough for people out there to be like, oh, shit, we just it's we just suck at, at coming up with no news stories and making them interesting like like these other sites do because we're just like. We get in our head too much where we're like, we think to ourselves, like, yeah, of course, everybody fucking knew that was going to happen. I but know, apparently, but we're smarter than most people, and most people No, nah, I was going to say, we, we, we forget that some of the people we share this earth with, that, you know, <laughs> low IQ individuals that literally don't know shit from Shinola, so. True. Oh, well. Well, there you go. For those of you that couldn't figure that out, there's going to be more Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I would think at this point, I mean, when did the last one come out? 19? Was it 19 or 18? November 19. Yeah. Was? Yeah, I think it was November. Well, shit. I'd say you're probably going to be getting Fallen Order 2, maybe fall of 2022 or 2023 for sure. That's what I was going to say. I feel like 2022 is probably going to be the release, probably another like holiday release i would yeah if, if they've had almost three years to work on it damn skippy that thing will be ready yeah i just wish they'd make you know make it good i know just make it good. i know you liked it i, know I you didn't liked like it too. The, i just i don't know i didn't like i don't the like fight cow style like you and i i think the fight style while yeah if you can get used to it if you really want to it's it's just it's not star wars fighting i mean it it, it, it Nick Gallard, if he saw this shit, he'd spit on the screen. He'd be like, why be like, is he swinging this He's thing? like, they're holding... It's the same thing he said about uh, Ben Solo. Dude, yeah. He's like, I wish I could have got a hold of Adam Driver to let him know, like, that's not how you fucking hold a lightsaber, pal, because it's not a 50-pound a, a sledge. Yeah. It is a hilt and then light. There is no weight to it. In, yeah. in this game, you you fight like you're holding a <gasps> medieval a broadsword. Like, yeah. Like a two-hand, you know, from those other, uh, with Demon, Dark Souls games, whatever, yeah. the Blood Souls. What's the genre, that Nick, that uh, they Souls call Born. these? Yeah, Souls, Souls Born. Born games. It's like, okay, these. I could see why these guys swing so slowly, because their sword is bigger than the screen. This is a blade of light and a hilt. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it with this challenging parry attack bullshit that moves so clunky. Make him flow. Make him move like a goddamn Jedi, for Christ's sake. I agree. All right. There's my two cents on that. And make Cal, let, let, let's get Cal a little more interesting next time around, okay? Yeah. Give Guy him a, like, give as him milk a love toast interest. as it gets. Milk give toast him, Kestis. Give him something. Give him a love interest. Give him, like, give him a reason to, like, 
stray off his path. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes, but I think that they could yeah. make the character interesting. It's just like you have to you have to give him something outside of his like very set path to do because that's that's basically all the first. I mean, game the actor's was. great. That that what's his name? Uh, Cameron Monahan, Monahan something. Cameron, he was yeah. he was actually he was brilliant in Gotham as uh, sort of the Joker. Yeah, not really Joker, but Joker. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I just I just thought he was a punk, kind of a weenie. I don't know. He just never felt like a Jedi. Maybe it's because the gameplay. I fucking hated it so much. I wanted to <laughs> punch myself playing it. But you know, that, that was a game I definitely played on easy because like I am not going to learn how to time parries and shit with a lightsaber. Yeah. I'm going to run around the map and fight bozo troopers as if I were a real Jedi and literally just you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Fuck you with this. <laughs> oh, a scout trooper can block a lightsaber. Go blow yourself. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, there is other game news, by the way. Uh, what was that new game that was supposed to come out? It's like Hyper Fighter or something. What the fuck was it called? Unleashed? No. Um, we talked about it like a month or two ago. Star Wars fighting. Oh, the one that's like a mobile thing? It might be on Reddit. Well, we were thinking it's either going to be like Switch or... Or mobile. I think it's on Reddit here. Let me see. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh yeah, I don't I don't see anything out there yet, like on like actual news. So it might be on, on leaks. But I think I know what you're talking about. It was like that arena it, it fighting game. Yeah, it was supposed to come out this year, but it's been pushed to twenty twenty two. Big surprise. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, there, so it was like this Star Wars arena fighter that was supposed to be like almost like a battle royale kind of game. I don't remember if they actually had a title for it or not, but we talked about it probably three months ago. Okay, so it got pushed back. It's not Legos. Star Wars Hunters. There you yes, go. Yes, Hunters. Star Wars Hunters. Hunters. Yes. That was the like yeah the the Star Wars Battle right. Royale. Yeah, I knew I knew I saw something like that pop up. I just it wasn't that important, so I filed it in the Who Gives a Shit section of my brain. Uh, but when we were talking about, it, I wanted to throw it out there. So yeah, Hunters is delayed. So definitely no new Star Wars content, unless you're a Swago player like myself. You got the uh, we got a new capital ship coming. For bounty hunters, we've got the Lord Vader event. So those of you that like to grind and spend thousands of dollars on a mobile game, there's there's some content coming your way uh, for Swago. There you go. Okay, uh, you know, as we make our way towards the fan segment, we usually like to touch on some new toys that were revealed the last time we talked. And uh, we got a few reveals in the 1-6 scale line from both Hot Toys and Sideshow. Um, some of these we've, we've seen teases for, but now we got the four, the, the full glamour shots, so we can really speak our minds on how we feel about them. Uh, but the big one here, this is one that our buddy had been waiting for. One of our biggest fans, Tones, yes. um, was really holding out for the Mandalorian Luke Skywalker. And lo and behold, we knew he was coming, just didn't know when he was going to be revealed. And that time was last week. So we are a little late on this, but I was out. Nick doesn't give a fuck about toys, <laughs> and I don't blame him. I wish I could get to where Nick's headspace is out on toys myself. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, Nick. This is one I was like, you know what? I don't need. I don't need Luke. I already have a Jedi Luke. I already have a Jedi. I mean, I keep repeating this to myself. I already have a Jedi. This is what you have to do when you're a collector <laughs> and you have six thousand dollars already on pre-order. You just keep saying it. You kind of you're trying to speak it into existence. Like, yeah. I don't need him. I don't need him. I already have one. But if you look at this guy, 
it's 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 definitely a different face sculpt, different yeah. hair. It, yeah. it, it it matches the Luke we saw on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unless I'm going colorblind, he changed his fucking hood to black. Right? Is that mm. black or is yeah. that brown? No, that's definitely black. Yeah. All right. If you're on the live stream, anyone watching right now, if you can see the screen, if you're not, if you're listening on a recorder audio ver, uh, audio only, you go to StarWarsTime.net and pull up this new sideshow pose. Uh, but that that is fucking black. All right. I thought it was black in the show, but I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes in dark lighting, brown can look real black. But right there in this glamour shot, that's black. No, nah, right? it's black. It, it it is. It's black, just like his tunic and his shoes. Yeah, like he he's in full black. So in my fucked up justification type ahead, I go well technically. It is different than the Return of the Jedi, Luke. It's, dic- right? it's like, technically like, different. <laughs> it's technically different. And, and Trevor's confirming here. He's saying it isn't Luke. It's CGI Luke. And I'll, I'll give him that credit. <laughs> I still think it's a good looking sculpt, even it if it is a sculpt good. of CGI Luke. But he clearly has a, a slightly modified tunic on. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see he's got a tunic. I wonder if he has like the, the black shirt that folds over to white, like the Return of the Jedi, Luke. So because of the moving eyes and the slight tweaks to the accessories and the costume, I'm considering Mando Hot Toys Luke. No, Matt, it's on he, the to be considered. Hear me out here. Yeah. It's a black tunic. We know it's different than ROTJ. Is this a cloned Luke by the Imperial Remnant <laughs> that came in That's right. and took to Rogu, take Rogu to take him to take him, taking him to, to the Exegol. Yes. <laughs> it's a clone. It's a cl- this is what Nala say did. She cloned Luke. 100 take it, it to it, the bank. There Nick called it. Nick <laughs> called it. That that's how Bad Batch is going to tie in the Mandalorian. We're going to learn that this was actually a clone all along. That's why they fucked up the CGI to make him look a little off. And uh we all knew. now that they've hired now that they've hired they that have, YouTuber to do the job the right, they'll bring in the, the the they'll make the big reveal in season three. Yeah, so. we all knew. We all watched it. Like it's a little off, but it's Luke. It's Luke. It's clone Luke. It's evil clone Luke. Called it here on the Star Wars Time Show. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just it, it looks I love good. when like when this stuff comes out because I can tell like it really bothers Trevor. He's in here like what the <laughs> fuck? Just you know, make him look the right way. <laughs> he he really he has great opinions on one six scale figures and their face sculpts as he should. I mean, he's, Dude, he's, he's a pro. The, His name is one six shooter. He is the fucking one six shooter. He's the guy. Um, so I, I let him air his grievances, even if I, I, I may be foolish and grab this Luke. If I do get it, I'm 100% going the deluxe to get the uh, the Dark Trooper carcass you get with it. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, was, I was almost convinced that I was not going to need to get this one because I, I pretty much have all the other Mandalorian hot toys. But after seeing it in the slight tweaks, the, the black robe... It may it may be justifiable at this point, Nick. It Are may you be sure you don't need another Grogu figure too? Well, that sure I don't? definitely don't. I mean, I, I've got <laughs> Grogu's coming out my ass at this point in time it, of all sizes. I've got the one to one scale from Hot Toys. I've got one six scale. I think I got a one quarter scale somewhere. I all, my daughter has all my stuffed Grogu's at this point in time. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't need the little guy, but the Luke 
intrigued me. Plus, he's got the googly eyes like some of the malls where I, I could literally, you know, make him go cross-eyes. I and, saw the pictures that fucking... Yeah, Tone, Tone shared a, a fun one in our in our Discord, which if you want to join the Discord, the easiest way to do that is to go to our Instagram at Star Wars Time Show and hit our link tree right there. Yeah. We have almost 50 people in Discord, which is actually surprising. We have... 40 it's quiet like i mean I, and we told you this from the get-go like if you want nick and i to interact all the time you gotta at me you gotta at me like I, i've got so other, so many other discords like i, I need added mm-hmm. um but yeah come come join in it's fun we, we had a, a new new member join this week we do share some memes bullshit about star wars there's there's channels for random stuff so it's it's mm-hmm. it's a nice little community yeah. all right uh the other ones we did get teases for and these are sideshows, clone like animated versions of General Skywalker and Kenobi. I think these look fucking sick. Okay, like, so that's interesting because people hate here, it. <laughs> a lot of people definitely hate the Kenobi. The Kenobi. Okay, is, I was gonna is, say is the Anakin. The Anakin is more than the Kenobi. I, I, yeah, I to me, to me, the Anakin. There's been a part of me wanting to jump off that ledge, right? I, I, I'm yeah. like, it's. It, let's be real. I love Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. He's my number one. I love the guy. Uh, thank God for the Clone Wars um, because it, it, it actually, for me at least, it finally gave me the Anakin I, I wanted to see in the, in the movie. So I, I love the dude. I have a soft spot for you know his good side and his evil side. And you are right. The, the, um, the Anakin, there is some artistic appeal to this figure. And if you're not watching on the live stream, it's a one six scale figure, but it's not lifelike. It's actually taking what Anakin looked like in the Clone Wars and making a one six scale figure out of him. So it is, it is highly stylized. The, the features and the face are very sharp. One of the things I was just like, I don't know if I could get over this, but look at his hands. Like his hands are baby hands uh, they're they're almost freakishly small and skinny looking and i know again yeah. it's it's angular it's 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 animated so it's not proportional but I, I just look at those hands i'm like dude that is fucking creepy but full you know in the robe fan of the clone wars that type of stuff is pulling at me on the anakin i just don't know if i can do it because I'm not a huge fan of Sideshow's own figures. Um, but the Kenobi, Nick, this one, I don't know. He, There's something off on the yeah, Kenobi face. Yeah, the Kenobi face least. is weird. I don't know if it's like, if it's too angular or if it's like, it may be in like the way his eyes are. Like there's something definitely does feel like. It little, is the eyes. I, I'm like, with you. I like I'm, my eye. My eyes are instantly drawn to his because yeah. I think they don't look right. Yeah. Um, but he too has baby hands, right? Super, <laughs> super tiny, skinny hands, skinny fingers. Uh, but even there, like I said, I mean, there's just some, like Kenobi's eyes look too dark and evil. It's like there's a, a shadow effect that comes in because of his brow. Yeah. That just does not make him look like Mr. Hello there, I have the high ground. Yeah, that's so. definitely the issue. It's like it, 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 around his eyes is too dark. And I think it is like the shade. And who knows, like maybe it was like the angle they took this picture at, which like caused the shadow to like. Yeah, I mean, that can happen, but it's like every shot of of Obi-Wan. I didn't pull down all of them. He gets a a very distinct shadow. I think it is. I think they just they made his brow a little too too pronounced. Like, yeah, too big. That makes sense. It's like a cliff there. So I I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
I'm a nut job. I'm a collector. I, I've, hell, Jesus, I'm gassy today. A lot of my collecting, at least when it started, was on stylized stuff. The, the chibi type, big head, small body. These guys with their very angular, sharp features. And the soft spot that I have for Clone Wars. I mean, that, that, a lot of times, Nick, collectors collect because it's a way to... I don't want to say pay homage to a show, but kind of give us a tangible connection to a show that we love and we want to be remembered. We want to remember it through the figure. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes you sense. Know, like when I look at my collection or, you know, why I went to buy the Bad Batches, like I like the show. I like the characters. This is my way of honoring that I mean, passion. The one piece of like collection that I did for, I mean, it wasn't even like, like conscious collection. It's like I subscribed to the Firefly loot crate for a long time. And that was my way of remembering the show. Because like obviously yeah. if you've watched that show, you know it's been gone forever and then they had the movie. But like I love Firefly and it was great. And like I would get this this box in every couple of months that had all these little tchotchkes and trinkets in it and stuff like that from the show. So yeah, I I definitely understand that mentality. It makes total sense. Yeah, I just, I don't know. These ones, and, and no one in the chat is, is moving on these, so they, they probably aren't of interest either. But both these guys, uh, I believe, are going for $255. Um, and, you know, they get a lightsaber and a few hands, so accessories are limited. But, I mean, that, that about seems like the price these days for these figures. Uh, the Luke, I believe, is 330 for Deluxe and 285 for regular, so you might as well go Deluxe. And that's why I love Trevor, because even though he's in here like getting he's ready still, to burn this Luke figure, he's like, I'm still going to get it. I'm still going <laughs> to so get it, get the, it So sucks. you can get the, the Dark Trooper. I mean, that, that's why I said, and that, that's, that's kind of one of my little, and see how we work? Trevor's the same way. We, we give ourselves ins, even though we don't really want it. We'll always give ourselves We'll leave that door cracked just enough to where we could spend that money that we don't need to spend. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah. I'm with him. It's getting the, the Dark Trooper top and the fact that it is a technically different Luke than uh, Return of the Jedi. The one thing, the one, like the probably the best idea that you've ever come up with was to have, well, like, was like for, for Sideshow or Hot Toys or any of these fucking toy makers to just sell accessory packs. And like, I don't understand why they don't. Yeah, do I mean, that, that's one six shooter. I, I'm not going to steal his, okay. his thunder on that. But I, I would fully support that movement if he wants to run on that platform for some form of um, public public office. Yeah, because uh, I, mean, I, I do. It's like, come on, man, just just sell us a it, it, most of us assholes would probably spend one hundred fifty dollars on an accessory pack for, you know, another head, uh, another outfit and, you know, a couple weapons. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that's well. The, the one six shooter says that these are cool, but he's not a CW fan. So wow. I guess he is. He, this is him trying to push me over this ledge now. So <laughs> yeah. he's he's given me the the nod. Like th they look pretty good. Yeah, but, but I just don't like the franchise. So that's not, him not saying they look good, which means if you like them, get them, Matt. <laughs> yeah, spend <laughs> that money that is not mine. So <laughs> thank you, you Trevor. I appreciate. There it. you go. You have the sign off. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, I would say at least the Anakin. If you're going to buy I Anakin, am. Oh, kidding. God damn it. You're doing it now, too, Nick. See, I'm not, not going to buy shit, and it's your money. No, but you, what <laughs> but, you're saying, you're, you're an enabler, just like everyone else <laughs> might in this uh, part of the Star Wars time show universe. We're, for the most part, outside of Nick, we're all enablers for each other. 
Yeah, uh, when it comes like to uh, collecting. <laughs> Uh, but they're all um, all these the the, the Mando Luca toys and then the sideshow Clone Wars Anakin and Obi are all available for pre order and I believe they're all uh, 2022 2023 release. Um, there he's still going one six shooter. God knows I don't need another Anakin, but you might, Matt. He's right. <laughs> I only have if we can't count <laughs> Vader as Anakin, and I only have the Revenge of the Sith Anakin hot toy. So there is. Reason number three to get the animated Anakin. It's almost, if I get to five reasons, I'm going to do it. All right. There you go. There we go. Star Wars props. If you're a real fan, you should get it. You cocksuckers. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Every one of you guys. Everybody uh, likes believe, to spend other people's money, right? Exactly. <laughs> I also think a lot of these guys had a prior careers in pushing drugs at some point yeah, in time. Yeah, I know. They they're, were. All, they're, all good at, they're all good at this uh, uh, enabling talk here. Just like, yeah. do it. Just do do it. it. One more hit. It'll make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. It's time to round on third into home, which we know is the fan segment. That's right. The now infamous, some call it iconic Star Wars time show fan segment where we take upwards of an hour to do nothing but blow smoke up our fans asses with the hopes of them liking us more and possibly convincing us other dopes to listen to the show so as we do it we usually start with the fan question of the week and throughout the run of the bad batch we've just been asking the same question of the week what did you like about the most recent episode and um so that's what we're dealing with where we're going to be fielding questions or reading responses from our fans if you want to get involved make sure you're following on at star wars time show every tuesday morning i'll put out the prompt and you can leave a reply in our stories or on the post itself in the comment section uh, but this week the question was what was your favorite part of the latest episode of the bad batch the finale part one all right nick picked the, the responses so i'll let you yes take it away all right first up is johnny osage av our good friend recent podcast guest he says the conflict the conflict between hunter and crosshair they know they're brothers uh and would have each other's back but one is cain and one is abel you get it from like the from the bible stuff cain and abel the fact that his chip was removed and is still the cold-hearted uh that cold-hearted and and as a matter of fact makes for an epic uh antagonist in the series yeah it does i can't read like for some reason my brain just yeah i was gonna say up. usually we're reading people's bad grammar and, and that, that was just, was just nick tripping over something <laughs> i was like i i haven't like i, don't I was know. gonna ask him like hey man did you are have you a stroke okay? or something yeah it's like are you okay no i just can't read uh so johnny uh, the conflict between hunter and crosshair there we go yeah, I mean, we we talked about it. It's like I said, to, to me personally, it felt very Obi-Wan Anakin on the platform of Mustafar. That that yeah. whole exchange uh, when when Crosshair kind of made the pitch to his brothers like, listen, I just showed you guys I'm I, I'm not with these assholes. I want to be with you. So it, it was great. Great stuff. Yeah. Good dialogue. All right. Next up. And I'll, I'll try to do better with this one. It says uh, <laughs> this is from SW Black Series Clips. He says. There was hooked on phonics. This one real slow. <laughs> there were so many great parts in this one. <laughs> the whole the scene, whole scene with, <laughs> with Crosshair and the BB was amazing. 
But my favorite scene was seeing Camino destroyed. <laughs> those quiet moments as it panned around throughout the facility, and then Tarkin giving the orders were badass. Long live the Empire! Wow. Damn straight. Long live the Empire. Damn straight. Huh? Damn. I, I, man, I, I always loved them too. At least for the way they looked. I, I, I rooted for the good guys, but they definitely were always better dressed and had cooler vehicles and. They toys. did. They also had way more money. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like how like you think the rebels are going to be fucking banging around the galaxy in a star destroyer they can barely afford x-wings like they, right. they now, you just got me yeah. stuck on hooked on phonics worked for me now like how big that was in the 80s Dude, that was, and that early shit. 90s and all the uh-huh. all the comedy skits that came out of it in the in the shirts like Hooked on phonics worked for me, spelled out, and it's all, you know, fucked up, spelled with numbers and letters backwards. <laughs> it was fucking wild. That shit was crazy. Yeah. All right. Lima 4 says, I wouldn't call it a favorite, but it was definitely moving. The destruction of the city slash facilities at Tipicoa City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. All the nostalgia just came rushing in, and I got goosebumps all over when they started doing a little montage of all the familiar spots within the cloning and training facilities before the empire started blowing it all up. Sad face. Yeah. I mean, it was like Matt mentioned during the the breakdown, like it was literally like, this is the end of an era. This scene Mm -hmm. here marks is the demarcation point for clone wars era versus Imperial era. It it just, it was a, it's a weird term to use, but it was a, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful way to annihilate Tipicoa City. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was yeah. And just from a storytelling perspective, it was in, in Lima, I can tell he kind of felt the same way I did when that that montage of, of the city was being shown right before it got blown to bits. But it was. It was like this kind of a, you know, hey, this is... This is an end of an era. The page is officially being turned on the Clone Wars and the clones themselves. I mean, at this point in time, no new clones can be made. The facilities are destroyed. We know they're going to the Empire. And based on their results, we know they don't quite have the skills that the Kaminoans did, even though they stole one to help them. Because as we discussed earlier... You're not working with the best cloning scientists in the galaxy if the first few rounds of Palpatine's clone came out looking like Snoke. <laughs> yeah. It was mangled beyond mangled, like tall, big head, gashes in his head, fucked up face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy looked like he got stuck in a trash compactor, for Christ's sake. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely have a long way to go to get back to that. Maybe you don't blow up all the facilities. Like maybe you just yeah, leave yeah. one. Maybe shouldn't have killed all the Kaminoans. Yeah. Maybe keep one or two others just in case. Yeah, it's like oh man, now you know what? Say. Didn't know as much. One as thing I, I did, did. One thing I fucked up, and and I fucked up even in episode one because he showed up there. But that, the droid AZ was AZ one or AZ three. Yeah, the one. Yeah, the one that he that, he was actually the droid with fives that figured out about the inhibitor chips in the Clone Wars. Oh wow! I completely I forgot that he was the one that helped fives figure that out i definitely did not pick up on that. yeah so so he is a he's a pretty main player in in the cloning world at least and it looks like at least at, at, at the end of part one he may become a new member of uh the bad bad i was gonna say like family. he's gonna become their droid now like he's gonna Gonk's be he's gonna be pissed because yeah. you know i mean she used him for some energy maybe tapped him out and now they're gonna be <laughs> replacing him yeah 
All right, uh, up next, buddy. Next up, Rebel Clone Commander 7567. That's Rex's designation. Uh, it says, we finally find out what becomes of Kamino. Also finally seeing Crosshair team up with the Bad Batch. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the Kamino question was kind of open because technically nobody really knew where Kamino was except for Kenobi and then now what is the Empire? Because, well, like, it was Dude, I'll tell you right now. Based on Dr. Pershing, in my head a year or two ago when we, we learned about him, I... In my head, I saw visions of him working in Tipicoa City. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I never thought that they just blew it up. But here we go. I mean, again, it, it nothing that major, but it's these little lore nuggets that that kind of help to to fill in the picture for people like me. They're obsessed with all the little nuances. Yeah. Most normal people can probably watch Star Wars and just be big with the or just be good with the big tentpole stuff. The main threads. I get excited when we see the fucking lab where Boba Fett was cooked in. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, shit. big deal in the end. But I like that type of stuff. That's why I loved, you know, kind of shift in franchises after watching uh, L.O.T.R. going back and rereading all of uh, Tolkien's unfinished tales in the Silmarillion because it started to fill in some of the stuff that was explained uh, in, in Lord of the Rings and, and the ages that came after that yeah. stuff. I mean, um, hey, just so. a heads up. This is a tease for 2022. Matt and I may be doing an LOTR time show because that's when Amazon's fucking Lord of the yeah, Rings I could, Yeah, I could, I could get into that. Maybe we just tack a segment into yeah, this so we're so. not eating up another night you know, <laughs> yeah, of, of like, work. Hey. But um, did you see that still? Was that a new still that released for it? Oh, yeah. That one that, that, that just came out like... Yeah, like on, a few days ago. Yeah, for, we're, on, we're talking about the, the Amazon-produced Lord of the Rings, or Tolkien series. It's not going to be... It's, it's they're going to call it age. Lord of the Rings, but it is. It's set right. in the second age, and is mostly going to be... So, I mean, Sauron should still be in elf form, and... Yes. Uh, that's going to be... It's, it's literally going to be probably the story of the forging of the Rings of Power. At least, initially, like, as the overarching Which, narrative. I, like like if you're a if you're a nut like me and you've read a lot of that stuff, I mean a lot of that's it, it, I, I believe Silmarillion covers some of it, but unfinished tales do. It uh, just all that stuff is it, it, if you want to just see what it was like when people were actually highly skilled and creative in entertainment, read some of Tolkien's unfinished tales where you can see where he was working stuff. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the unfinished tales would either become finished tales in. Uh, LOTR or, or Silmarillion or even his son Chris would yeah, Chris. would try to finish some out but I mean the guy had a ton of stuff ages ages like centuries worth of Middle Earth lore oh, yeah, all he had, fleshed out he had shit all fleshed like, out like pre like first age like he had pre first yeah, first age second stuff. third age <laughs> and then even beyond the third age I yeah believe. like for like he, he started the tool with a story in the fourth age which would be like after Lord of the Rings and tried to like come up with a story that was basically Aragorn's son taking the throne. But he literally said, like, after I started writing, writing it, I realized that there was only one way that this could go if you're trying to tell an interesting story. And it's basically of like warring factions between the different like between like Men. Middle Earth and, and then like Far East and stuff. And it, he just thought it was boring and he stopped writing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited okay. about that, too. Anyway, last question for this week. He said, uh, this is from RLG619. He says, now we know why Camino was never talked about again. 
and we know where Omega was created there we in, go. Uh, at in a secret lab. My my type of fan. They're, 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 they're getting excited about just the little stuff that yeah. ultimately means nothing, but to us, it, it it helps to paint a better, more clear picture of Star Wars and some of the events we've heard about or didn't hear about, but events that shaped the original trilogy and beyond where some of the content, uh, you know, coming out on Disney plus is going to live in. Yeah. Uh, and don't, don't, don't sleep on what's happening in bad batch and, and it having an impact on Mando or book or any of those shows. Um, you know, Floney's not an idiot. Uh, a lot of this stuff is now being woven out for years worth of, of stories and crossing over decades down from when these stories are being told. So I'm excited to see um, when the live actions come back to see if we get any touches on the events of, of Bad Batch, at least from a galaxy perspective. Um, I, I don't know. I just have a feeling they're, they're going to have to waste the Bad Batch in the end, sadly. I think they're all they're either all going to fizzle out just because of their genetics. Yeah. Uh, or they're, or they're, maybe they'll ride off in the sun never to be heard of again, but that'd be kind of silly. Yeah, it's... It doesn't look good for the long-lasting life of the Bad Batch. Also, like, we... I mean, I guess it really doesn't... Like, at, at, at this point, I feel like the accelerated aging thing for clones, they've just kind of almost abandoned... They're it's a bunch like, of bullshit, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, they, yeah, they, they called Rex out for looking a little more wrinkly, but, you know, feels like he's 100 by the time Rebels comes around. I know, right? And, and I, know, I know he's not, but he, he technically probably is, because yeah. they're not normal people. I mean, they... They they essentially come out of the tube and within I think was it five or ten years they're fully fully functioning formed adults yeah exactly yeah, so. so like I don't know if they've now edited that narrative to be like oh they're only like acceleratedly aged <laughs> until they're they hit maturity and then after that it's normal yeah well remember they are Clone Force ninety nine they were special so yeah. they didn't get that just <laughs> like Boba and Omega I mean it's Who easy to write it out it's, yeah I, I'm not gonna become one of these people that get all worked up over that type of shit yeah. Because uh, in the end, like you said, I mean, we, we have plot holes all over all the place, over, especially like, with the cloning stuff <laughs> yeah, and the like, fact that Palpatine's trying to clone Force bodies, and he literally has his own Force blood and his chosen one's Force blood, but for some reason, uh, it's like, no good. Sorry, you can't use any. Of, you can't use any of the Force blood from the literal chosen right. one. <laughs> like, right. That Sorry. just wouldn't work for some reason. <laughs> Those are off limits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but hey, we love you, George. We love you, Dave. Yeah. Um, All right, so now we're moving into the final segment of the show, the favorite segment, at least for our artist friends out there, and that is the Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features of the Week. And just to give you a lowdown before we get into it, just in case you want to play, if you're new here, uh, the Top 5 is chosen every Monday evening by my friend Nick after I spend the previous seven days unloading upwards of 12 shots on our Instagram account at Star Wars Time Show that people have either tagged us in or used our hashtag Star Wars Time Show. I love it when you do both, but either method will work and allow me to see your shots. That way in the morning when I'm scrolling through them and I look at one and I'm like, damn, that looks good. It'll be featured on at Star Wars Time Show. And it will be in the running to make one of Nick's top five, which, like I said, he picks on Monday. And then we discuss them live here on the show. We show off the shots on the stream. We leap or we heap praise on them. And sometimes we try to steal their thunder by talking about ourselves. Yeah. Right. So, or at least I do. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Nick, let's, let, you know, lay it on me here. Who are the top five for the week of 8-2 to 8-9? So the first person in the top five this week is at TX Carlo, and he uses figures that we rarely see, or at least I rarely see in toy photography. He actually uses the uh, the droid uh, bodyguards, Grievous' bodyguards. The Magna here. Guards. Yes, the Magna Guard um, from the Clone War, or from Rots. And he, he has three Magna Guards fighting against um, Darth Maul, who is wielding a single-bladed red lightsaber and the dark saber. So oh, I yeah. thought that like the concept for the shot was really cool. So it's like outside, there's a lot of like dust and atmosphere being kicked up. You have it's a very action-oriented shot. So all of the Magna Guards have their uh, electro staffs ignited, so you get to see that that purple energy kind of running through them. Yeah, they're they're yeah, like two of them are lunging towards yeah. Maul. Maul. Maul's just kind of sitting there, like bring it. Yeah. Nick, these are the little boys, by the way. These are oh, the, this is um, the uh, three and three, three quarter and, inch. Yep, three and three quarter inch. So that wow. that's what makes this even more impressive. But I think we featured at TX Carlo on here before. Yes, he's he's been a to me. Guy. He is he's within the top three, if not the best. Small, I call them small scale Hasbro figures, but but the the, the Star Wars three seven five movement. He is hands down in in the top three of Star Wars three seven five action figure photographers. The, the his ability to make these things not look like tiny figures is amazing. Yeah, uh, his ability to create dynamic looking action scenes is amazing with these tiny figures. And his effects work is always top notch. Um, so at TX Car, like I said, one of the premier three seven fives out there. Kingdom of Weirds, another great Kingdom one. Weird's great. Uh, yeah. Force Dad Photography is another banger. I mean, he he he's someone that prints out his dios and takes really great shots with small scale. Uh, but just looking through at TX Carlo's page, I mean, look at this one with Ahsoka diving at us. Yeah, I was gonna it's say that that most recent brilliant one is. Wow, really, really good. Um, and Nick, it's all it's all indoors, by the way. I believe he shoots wow. all indoors, which is even more impressive. Yeah, that's uh, pretty fucking incredible. I mean, he he is a really top notch three seven. Always shows his setups too. So this is one of those other um, other uh, artists that is very giving with their process and how they stage a shot. Uh, doesn't mean you'll be taking shots like at TX Carlo. But you'll at least have an idea of how these scenes are staged and, and how uh, they go from looking like a stage scene of toys to these very uh, action-oriented, dynamic-looking yeah. toy Dude, shots. like he's got a fucking crazy one. If you scroll down just a little bit from that Ahsoka shot, he's got one of the three droids, so BB-8, R2, and C-3PO, and he superimposed a galaxy map over him, and he built this Dio... That's just insane. Like this shit looks directly out of a movie. Like it yeah. is insane. No, it's it's. I mean, like I said, at TX Carlo is a must follow if you're not following. I assume at least our diehards that they're all following him. He's he's one of the big, one of the more known uh, three seven five accounts out there. Yeah, uh, but if you're not now, now is your um, reminder to follow him. I, I need to address Trevor again in the, in the this in guy's the an chat. imperial sympathizer. Yeah, he he he's got a he's kind of got a point, but I guess I'll, I'll bring up a counterpoint. So what he's saying here 
He's saying, I just thought about this the other day. The Republic cloned men and stole their childhood while the Empire employed hundreds of thousands of people and the Empire was bad. So here is my comment on that. Remember who actually commissioned the clones? Yeah, so technically it that was still the Empire. <laughs> wasn't really the good guys. It was it was uh, our buddy Sheev, uh, you know, working his deal with with uh, tricking Sifo Dias into whatever that shit was. I mean, I, that still to me has never been explained. Yes. Not very well done. Sifo Dias and Sidious. When, when I first heard Sifo Dias, I'm like yeah what are like, they like trying mistake? is that like another is that another nickname for Sidious or is George really telling me that that was a guy and it sure as fuck was <laughs> there was a Sifo Dias um, but yeah I guess that's my argument or my counterpoint to that Trevor is that the Republic technically uh, did not get that party started with the cloning that was a, yeah. a Sith operation that the Republic did support once they knew it was out and about but at that point there was already a, a like a million strong clone army built because of Sifo Dyas and Sidious and uh, Dooku and Jango. so yeah I guess if we want to you know get real life on Star Wars there's my my real life take on that's that what, but it is it yeah. is a point to think about it, it, it's the same thing with the uh, the rebels and the Death Star right you know yeah. A lot of people always bring that up, like, you know, the Rebels were small faction. Sure, they were getting picked off, but they blew up an entire uh, battle station full of a million yeah. people. And some of them were probably just plumbers, right? Yeah, you the know, clerks, clerks, that type clerks, of deal. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the clerks combo. <laughs> there, there, are, there are these conversations to be had in Star Wars, 100%. So thank you, Trevor, for that prompt. Now back to the top five, but don't forget about following at TX Carlo. All at right, Nick, TX up next, buddy. Next up is at Vin Faith Custom, and he has just a really solid 1-6 scale, like you said, setup, but it, it's right. just so clean. Like, it just uh-huh. looks so clean and crisp that, like, I, I look at this and I'm like, man, this doesn't, it's one of those shots that doesn't even look like toys. So we, we see Here, two scout troopers on speeder bikes kind of hanging out in what looks like a Tatooine alleyway. Um, and that's, that's basically the whole, the whole shot. And here's the crazy thing, especially for someone like you who, who doesn't own one six scale, but I mean, it's essentially a 12 inch doll, right? It, it, I call them Barbies because scale kind of lines up. I actually got a real Barbie, by the way. Uh, like does anyone remember when the they did those Star Wars themed Barbies? They're like a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, I do remember that. My thing. my dear mother for my birthday got me the Darth Vader one, and <laughs> some of you may laugh at it and think you know I'm a little odd. It is one of my favorite pieces at this point in time. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up. You need to see this shit. I'm gonna pull it up. Uh, it is Star Wars. I see it. <laughs> The Darth, the, the Star the Darth, Wars Darth Vader. Vader Barbie, yeah. That's Look at wild. her. That's, isn't that just crazy. a brilliant, isn't that just a brilliant looking little That's such a, piece? Cr- like a cool concept. Like that's, there you go. That That's what I mean. It's, it's just like such a unique take on the character. I know it's a woman. You manly men don't get upset. I understand Vader's still a, a man, a manly <laughs> man. But when I got her in person, she went right out of the box, right into my glass case, quicker than even a Hot Toys goes. Because to me, that is a true piece of art right there. Look yeah, at her. She's that's beautiful. really fucking cool. I like that. She that's- also looks like Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka, but I'm not going to go. <laughs> but the glasses for sure. Like those big ass bubble glasses. 
Well, I, I mean, here, one six years still going. He wants to keep this going. So now oh, he's man. saying, so the Jedi were just following orders. I mean, yeah, based on their hubris, they, they technically were, right? Yeah. And the rest of the Republic, well, they didn't create the clones, so we can't blame them. Uh, like I said, the army was already there. The, the Palpatine had the, the Separatist threat but coming. But then you it also perfect, know that there it was were a perfect dis- ruse. Like, yeah. he had them all tricked. Like, all this was a... He perfectly played the Republic to make them look like shitheads, as Trevor is saying. But also, like, there were... There were... Um, there were well-known dissenters among the Republic senators, so much so that they they formed the, the faction of a thousand... The, the begin- yeah, I mean, like Mon the, Mothma, Yeah, Padme, like the beginning of the rebellion, Bale. which was known as, like, the... like the It was something like faction of a thousand, like, senators that essentially were opposed to the action right. that was happening with the war against the CIS. So it's and not like... And the Jedi like, were definitely assholes. Like, the, I yeah, mean, they... No, they like, yeah, they were. And that, that that's why they, they failed, because they were so full of, of of themselves and yeah we're, we're always doing the right thing we're protecting the republic if this is what they need us to do even though we're not warriors we're gonna go out and kill a bunch of fucking people or droids at least yeah i don't know it's fun talk trevor but we're gonna go back to the top five now that i've shown off you're wrong volume. trevor See, no. <laughs> I, to- I told you everyone so i'd somehow make the fan segment about uh, myself for the show and and we're doing it or, or we'll blame trevor he's he's kind of breaking Egging things up too. uh all right so vin faith <laughs> but, i mean but back to this yeah. nick um at Vin Faith underscore customs one six scale shot. Knowing how big these are, I, I believe my scout trooper is going to show up tomorrow. I am guessing that the speeder bike itself is probably close to two feet long. Holy shit. All right. It, it may be a, maybe a foot and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a foot and a half. Um, so they're massive. Then you have to then you have to consider the scale of the dio in the setup. So he's got two of these fucking things, or either shot the same one and and, and kind of layered the other guy in. But just getting the dio to scale to these massive uh, figures that is that is what impresses me the most about this shot. Is just working with this scale of figure and uh getting them to work with a practical diorama because not a lot of one six one six scale people will do a practical dio because of how fucking big they have to be yeah um the passage to alderaan had another great shot with a practical one six scale dio and he actually shows the dio off it's the cantina booth where han sits Mm, yeah it's probably it probably goes up to my waist wow you know as as a shorter man it probably goes up to my waist um so it's crazy good 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 setup like i said it's just it's just an overall good setup for a one six scale figure shot from at vin faith custom 100 so at vin faith custom under on instagram go give them follow all right next up in top five we have at the non-artistic and i think this might be uh like i don't know you would have to confirm this i think it might be a first and first but what we see here is it looks like aotc anakin and yeah, yep, he's right. walking through like a like a field of debris, but in the background of the shot, like superimposed in the background, following him is like this large looming shadow of Darth Vader. And right. I just thought it was like a really fantastic juxtaposition. I, I love it too. Two. Love it too. Super cool concept. Like I said in the, in the caption of the shot we shared of it from the non artistic. Uh, it is. It's it's kind of like one of those foreshadowing shots for Anakin. But instead of having Vader like just standing back behind him, like like a lot of photographers have done, uh, the non-artistic kind of went for a different approach. And it, it, it's like 
Anakin's future self is mirroring his movements. He's walking alongside mm-hmm. of him. It's 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 Anakin probably right after he just murdered all the sand people. It's the first time he tapped into his Darth Vader alter ego. And now that that ego, that id is is walking with him. Yeah. He now has that that character within him, the ability to be a dark lord of the Sith and a murderous bastard. So um I, I was with you. It, it was it was the concept. You know, I guess we, we'll call this a high art yes, toy the, shot. Right? It is a very artistic piece in terms of like the thought put behind the the image and what it will evoke for people seeing it. So um, I just thought it was a really cool idea and really good execution uh, by at the non-artist. So good job there. Um, next up, fourth in the top five is at Uncanny Figures. I mean, this shot is just really awesome. <laughs> Mr. Movie still himself. Yeah, I was going to say, like, really awesome just in terms of, like, execution and how close this looks to, like, like you said, like a real fucking movie. So so what we see is the armorer um, welding on the signet, the yeah, insignia of the mudhorn. It's a scene mudhorn. recreation from, yeah. from season one when he gets his mudhorn signet. Yeah, from, like, getting it welded onto his armor. And, I mean, it's it's... I mean, for lack of a better term, picture fucking perfect. Like he's got like the welding little tool. Sparks are flying off of the armor from where it's being welded on. I mean, the lighting itself is perfect. Like the light just kind of blowing out right at the point where the weld is happening. The kind of like the overall warm kind of orange tone to the entire room. Because you remember that from the armorer's lair in, uh, in season one. The, the the posing is perfect. I mean, overall, like, this is just fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about uncanny figures before on the show. Yes. It's just, it's an account, and I believe he was on, is like, I, I think I don't get that much love because all my stuff looks like official ad material. Like, people think I'm just, you know, copping <laughs> official product marketing shots. It's like, no, it's like, this. Well, is I mean, the, I the guy is a, a digital artist and you can tell, I mean, any shot on his page just looks professionally done. Yeah. Professionally I mean, done. I mean, they're, they're just uh, the, from the lighting to how he composites the figures into the, the scenery. I mean, a lot of these are all composites. Like they're probably shot on a, uh, on a white white background or whatever and then j- it just plops them in perfectly like look, look at this shot of boba fett in the slave one i mean it, it, it's another movie still yeah it does not look like a toy it, and it is it's it's the way he can light and then get these figures into these scenes like uh, there's no way uncanny figures has a slave one cockpit right yeah like he, he just, just doesn't there's no way but he somehow composited boba to to look like he's sitting in the fucking cockpit perfectly yeah fit perfectly in it i mean it's it's pretty fucking crazy man um yeah he he's a he's a magician when it comes to to stuff like this and and fitting these characters into realistic environments uh yeah it's it's pretty amazing so one of my you know one of my one six scale favorites because that that's all uncanny shoots yeah Uh, and, and really everything is it's just it it it's damn near perfect in terms of a, a, a quality sense yeah uh, and that's the same for this shot here i mean it's as nick said it's a, it's a full-on scene recreation from the mandalorian and uh, nailed it atmosphere lighting poses effects yeah beautiful work at uncanny figures on instagram make sure to follow 
And last up in the top five this week is I, right. I like these cute little bits here. I, of I think these. This is from at Fallen Apprentice, and is this an egg? Like, what kind of figure is this? I don't uh, know. Nick. I, I I'm I'm not gonna say it right. I believe I think they're Nenendroids or Nenendroids. Is it Nenendroid? Okay. So anybody like when the chat ca- catches up to the stream, is is Nenendroid the 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 proper pronunciation for this Luke Skywalker farm boy figure? But Thank you. <laughs> Move on. But right. essentially what it is, it's a it's a chibi version of Little yeah, Farm yeah, Boy. Yeah, 100%. Luke. Definitely chibi. You're right on yeah. that. It's and chibi. And he's standing outside of his little his little Tatooine hut. You can see a, a moisture <laughs> evaporator off in the background. The twin sons of Tatooine in the back as well. And he's standing on the sand. It's just such a good shot. And it's in like... Yeah, you could say like, oh, well, scale, blah, 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 because he's bigger than the no, hut. No, like, I was just going to say, to me, Nick, the fact that Luke is bigger than the than the Lars homestead just plays into the chibi aesthetic. Like, exactly. That makes sense to me because they like like even with some of the Funko Pops, you know, they would be bigger than the, the vehicles they came in. It's It's kind of the same concept. So I actually think the. The uh, the smaller scaled props just adds to the chibification of this shot. Yeah, no. Nen- Nenderoid is what Nenderoid, they're called. Thank yeah, you, Devin. Devin. Um, Nenderoid. I just like the the shot itself. Just like outside of the the chibi aesthetic of the character, which I enjoy, it's just well executed. Like the lighting is really well done. The atmospheric effects are well done. Well, you know what? This could be a cost baby too. I know um, Hot Toys has a Cost Baby line. I just see. don't know if Cost Babies are poseable. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his page. Okay, I'm on his page. I opened it. It says so. It says Nen, Nendoroid. So it is All that, right, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's a well executed shot, and like you could put you could put in another figure. It doesn't have to be this Nendoroid shot into this setup, and it would still work perfectly well. Um, so I just, I, I like the figure yeah, I itself. It. I like the setup. I like the, the suns that he catches in the background. It, it has like a very perfect tattooing. Hey Nick, feel I'll, I'll go out on a, on a, on a ledge and say it. It's just fucking cute. It it's is. It's cute. cute. Shot. It's a it's cute, a cute shot. shot. It I mean, is. That, that could be the best way to describe this. It's not the most manly way to describe it, but who cares? It's a fucking cute shot of Luke. It is cute. And that, really yeah, you're, you're right. That's the perfect way to put it. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I really liked it. I really like Fallen Princess work. I feel like he he mostly works uh, like with with non Nendoroid figures. If you look at his his page, you see a lot of like standard like I guess you would say like one twelve scale stuff. He he has a lot of different focuses, but this uh, this Nendoroid one really stood out. You know, there, there's another account who does. Uh, a lot of these with Star Wars figures and I love her work too and off the top of my head I'm probably going to fuck up the handle but I think it's like sandrabell.blog okay sandrabell.blog uh but she also uh, shoots shots like this with with the chibi style figures and really great detailed setups I mean that that's something uh, even the even the pop community has gotten into since I've retired from it but creating kind of chibi looking setups for these things or detailed scenes, dios, whatnot. 
uh, versus back in the day, most of us pop photographers would just sit them outside and try to get some bokeh behind them to make them stand out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah th- th- I, I love it. I'm with oh, you, man. Wow. It's just, it, it just, it's just a cute ass shot. That's mm-hmm. it. Plain and simple. Now this, I have uh, Sandra's page pulled up and you, yeah, no, you nailed it. Sandra Bell, B-E-L-L dot blog. I mean, yeah. she has some fucking fantastic setups. Like her, her setups. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up now while we're, while we're talking. Give her a little credit here. Yeah, no, this some. She's really good with the, with like. Yeah, her most recent one, I, I, I definitely considered featuring this one. The, the pizza uh, Grogu trying to steal the pizza, pizza. stepping <laughs> on Chopper's head. Yeah, no, that's. Um, but yeah, look here. She's got the Luke and R two, or she's using a Luke and then a, a Hasbro R two. Yeah. But like I said, building nice little di- uh, dios. Uh, she got Cloud looking at Grogu in a tube. I know. Just, I mean, quality page, quality page. I, I'm a, I've become a, a, a personal fan as well as a show fan of SandraBell.blog on yeah. Instagram. Really good stuff. Oh, we're not following her back? What the fuck's wrong with us? Right there. I just took care of that. Live, live follow back. Um, Done. Good stuff. So that was at Fallen Apprentice with this cute Luke Nen- Nendoroid shot. And that's the end of the show. So, Matt, this Woo-hoo! is the first time that we've done a, a duo show in a while. So so close us out, bud. Hey, you know what? This is also the first time we did a duo show under three hours. So I know, right? We're right there. Good, right good for us. Good for fucking us. But sorry for your, your the paying subscribers. Oh, wait. <laughs> we don't have any. Just keep uh, using that SWTS code at manscaped.com to get 20% off on free shipping. And as you heard in this week's ad read... Uh, some new territories have been opened up, so uh, we we would appreciate the continued support. Like I said earlier, you all pulled together, SWTS Nation, the Fandos, uh, got us through July and got us a an August contract, and it helps. I mean, it, it's a I, I sent the figures to Nick. It it fully covered our um, AWS fees for July, which there's another reason it fully covered that, but I don't really want to get into the woe is me <laughs> stuff again. Uh, let's just say we're we're suffering a bit. Summer, <laughs> summer, summer slump. I, summer. I slump. I don't really know if it's a summer slump, more if it's just a uh, SWTS fatigue. But e- either way, we've we've lost more than half of our audience. I'll just leave it at that. Um, close to like seventy percent. So it is what it is. We'll keep going. We'll keep talking. Uh, you guys keep us getting sponsors. So uh, at least those of you that stuck around, you're in it. You're in it for the long haul. You're the type of people we like. Um, but as Nick said, the show's over. It's time to say goodbye, and we know it's time to do the end of show shimmy, shimmy, shake, which I haven't done in a while. If you're on the live stream, you're seeing those moves right now. I'm getting my extra plump man breast shaken after a vacation of eating. They're a little more full than they used to be. But we do the shimmy, we do the shake to go, to go over to StarWarsTime.net. Because if you are new here, just in case, I doubt there's anyone new listening at this point in time. But if you are and you want to get linked in, StarWarsTime.net is your platform to do so. Why? Well, that's where all our content is at. So throughout the week, if we have posts to put up, uh, if I do my video breakdowns for comics or Star Wars programs or trailers, they'll be uh, on StarWarsTime.net via our YouTube channel, which we also want you to subscribe to. So like I said, head on over to StarWarsTime.net. If you like the podcast version better than the live stream, I don't blame you. It's not like we're, we're, we're good looking people. We're made for radio, as they say. Uh, we have those links as well. Subscribe to podcasts. We got all the major platforms. All we ask, if you are on a podcast platform or even YouTube, interact. 
podcast. Leave some ratings and reviews if you can, or if you haven't done so already. It's huge. It's how they determine where podcasts are listed when people search for podcasts. And the same thing on YouTube. If you're not subbed, please subscribe. Hit that like button. Leave a comment on this stream if you're listening now. Uh, And also tag that little bell. Turn on notifications so you know when the show goes live each week on Tuesdays and when our other video content is released. There's always time for Star Wars time, okay? I don't know how many times I've said it. I'll say it again before I leave you today. But that's why we do it. That's why we need you over at StarWarsTime.net. That's why we need our loyal fans. We love you and we know you've done a ton, but we're always going to ask for more. Share it on your own profiles. Put it in your stories when the show's going live. If we say something interesting, post it out there on Twitter, on Instagram. You never know. You never know who's going to see it and potentially go down this rabbit hole and drink the Kool-Aid that is the Star Wars Time Show. All right, my friends. It's been great being back with Nick. Sadly, we only have one more show together, and then he's leaving. <laughs> so, um, we don't typically tease future programming, but uh, next week I'll be here with Nick. The week after that, the twenty fourth show, uh, we should have a huge guest from huge. the toy photography toy photography community. I'm going to leave it at that, but we're also going to have a co host uh, for the twenty fourth from the community, um, someone that has been on the show before, uh, someone that's got a nice deep voice. Uh, but we will have a um, some some special audi- auditory tones coming at you on the 24th because Nick is taking a little bit of a break. All right, so put that on your calendar. Big interview coming up on the 24th as long as schedules are maintained. We'll also have a special guest from the community uh, getting through the show on that day. All right, always time, my friends. There is always time for Star Wars time. And don't forget... If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.